are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm 30 and Still Gaming, your host, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Another week, man. Another week. Moving at the speed of light. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I base my weeks, I think I've said this before on the, on the show, but it's like after this show, like the weekend comes, I'm like, oh, it's the weekend, then Monday comes, and I'm like, oh, I'm on the Rages Round Table. And then right after the Rages Round Table, I'm like, oh, three more days, and I'm back on this show. And it just goes super fast, because the TWAB comes out on Thursdays, and then we talk about it on Mondays. We talk about it today, and then we talk about Mondays, and then it, it's like was, a whirlwind. That was, it was quite a TWAB today. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. On today's, show, on today's show, we're going to be talking about Minecraft Dungeons. I played it. I'm playing it. I'm loving it. I'm going to talk about Maneater. We, talk, we played that earlier in the week. We're going to talk about Destiny 2's TWAB. We're going to talk about Destiny leaks. We're going to talk about the Outriders. The Outriders looks... I don't want to... I, I don't want to do an Anthem. It looks good. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not impressed by it. I'm not really... I'm not really anything about Anthem. There's, there's a lot to talk about. First of all, there's a lot to unpack with Outriders. So we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we we'll get, get there. there. Yeah. We're going to talk about Last of Us 2. That's another game. Looks phenomenal. Okay. We're going to talk about Madden. They got the exclusive again, Sarge. And then we're going to talk about Division 2 leaks... All on today on Generation X Gaming. What we're going to try to do, and uh, I, I'm going to try our best to try to separate each of our segments, Sarge, like the each stories, because I can break the break these down as smaller clips on YouTube, right? So every time we talk about Destiny, I'm going to break it up and put it into a Destiny playlist of us just ranting about Destiny. Okay, it's called ranting about Destiny, right? It's a whole new section that we're we're, we're going to be throwing up on our YouTube channel. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. If you guys are new to the channel, Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way right here live Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern on Mixer.com <clears throat> slash 30 and Still Gaming. You can watch us live. Maybe you're watching right now on 30 and Still Gaming live, which is the best place to find all our content that we create. We do a podcast audio only. It's called GXG Micro Episodes, what happens every single day. Episode 149 of the year, okay, is, that's 149 days now, okay, you're on the 149th day right now about the Madden situation that just signed with the NFL, so that's up right now on GXG, you can get my thoughts there, that happens every single day, if you want to watch my other podcast that I'm on as a co-host, it's called the Rageous Round Table, you can watch that, go straight to 30instillgaming.live, and you can watch all the content that we produce, or you can come watch my daily streams right here on Mixer.com slash 30instillgaming, and you can watch that. At 30instillgaming.live. All right. So let's get started. Sarge, what have you been playing? Have you, have you played any, anything new? Anything you tried differently uh, in, the, in the last uh, week? No, no, no. The same rotation of games I've been playing. I haven't had, I've had, I haven't had as much time. I went back to work recently, so I'm trying to get back into the swing of things there. Division 2 mostly. Still looking for some gear. Um for some builds, but otherwise than that, nothing really spectacular. What what build are you going for? What uh, what type of what I mean, type of stuff are you looking I've been, for? Then? The 
the green sets in Division Two are still kind of broken. Um, I mean, there's a couple sets I'd like to run a full set of, but what ends up happening is is that part part of the gear doesn't jive well. There's something wrong with the there's something wrong with the green gear set. So I'm doing orange sets. I'm trying to do a skill build, and I can't really seem to get a three piece going that that jives well. So I'm doing like uh, three two piece sets, trying to work on something. But I've been running a damage build for so long that I'm rusty. So now I'm trying to do a skill build. Right. Sorry, my, my son came in in the middle of the podcast yet again <laughs> to tell me something. Um, yeah, I, I like Division. I like Division a lot. Um, we always talk about, like, I can't play Division all the time because it's, like, the realism of it. Like, it just, like, I love playing it. I love shooting the guns. I really would love if they had a, a, someone could make a mod for me. And make it the Ghostbusters, please. Because I would love that if it was just Ghostbusters over the Division game. But 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 what it is is the game, the game as it stands is a good yeah, it's good. A good chunk of it's it's a good chunk of content for what the game is, but it's very hard to be in that game all day, right. every day. It there's not really a purpose. And I've like, I I've taken I've taken the new I, I've been like this for a while because I don't play any game. I mean when you come watch me stream every day, I play a different game every single day. I can't, I can't stay in that one game. And it, it's been about a year now since it opened up to my, when I, when I looked at it and said, when I stopped playing destiny, all these other games opened up to me. Like I had so much time to play other games. Okay. And that's not to say Destiny's bad. It's just like, it's just never going to hit that point that I want it to be. And I don't think any game will ever hit that point for me. Right. Like world of Warcraft was maybe the closest, Okay, but if you compare it, and I'm not comparing Warcraft to Destiny, but I'm comparing it just to time in the game. Like, you're just grinding the same type of thing over and over and over and over, right? Get the new gear, switch to character, do the same thing, go to the same land, go to the same thing. It wasn't like World, World of Warcraft was so much bigger and better. It's just that you could create, like, as many characters as you want and get to level 60 and explore and make different builds, but you're playing the same thing, right? And I don't ever want to play a game like that again, personally like marvel's coming out i'll play i'll play the marvel game but i don't think i'm gonna play a 365 right outriders comes it's, out it's just, it's not gonna play a 365 game, yeah but it's just it's the way it's the way the games are constructed it's it's there's a certain amount of grind that people enjoy that that you sink your teeth into the game to understand the, the deeper level of mechanics within the game and that's what keeps you playing it but at the same time if it's I, I, it's it's very hard to speculate this. If it's, I guess what I, what I'm trying to say is if it's a if it's a not a bad game loop, but if it's a an um a basic game loop without having like levels of detail within it, then after a while, like you, there's not really a reason to play it because you already know the outcome. Like for instance, like right. Monster Hunter is a really good example because Monster Hunter crosses age brackets. Right, you could be a smaller kid or an adult kid. Or even an adult, and understand that the longer you play, you know where do you have to go to get the gear you need in order to conquer the next guy up. Right. 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 But 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 following that logic, I know that I'm only going to be doing this again and again. And after a certain point, you know, well, what's really the point after this next one? Well, right. You that's that's a basic level game. Right. Whereas like uh, a division or like a Diablo, right? A division sets you in a sandbox. And I'm looking for the gear for the power, right? I'm looking for the gear sets in order to do the harder, the harder levels. 
and finally the end game, the raid. So I'm looking for better and better gear, and it, even though it drops, it doesn't drop in the, in the numbers that I need. So there's a lot of min maxing right. going on. So for those that like it, you can grind. Right. There's always to that find the, to, to find those things, right. but it's not it's not so cut and dry like fire, ice, and water like it is in Monster Hunter. Right. It's more of a small details well, like what the what the build actually does. Well, also what I like about Monster Hunter though is that you need to find materials to make your weapons, right? Right, but you need to kill certain things to get those materials. Correct. That's but what's good about that is that you have you're like, oh, okay, well, I need four of these and three of these, so I have to go kill. Dauntless does this too really well, right? Right. So, like Dauntless, you can literally go play, kill your monster, and you get shards and and different materials. And you're like, oh, I want to go build this now. It, it gives you the carrot. Right. It gives you the option of where to go to go to these things. So nothing ever kind of is obsolete in a game like Monster Hunter or in a game like Dauntless because you're constantly always need new new type of materials from that said monster. Where in a game like Division or Destiny, you're just getting the gun and then you're looking at the perks, right? Once you have the gun, you shoot the gun. You're like, oh, this is this feels good or this doesn't feel good, and you and you chuck it. In Monster Hunter, you're building like a fucking glaive and you're like, I I can't make that glaive yet until I go kill it with some other weapon. Okay, to get the pieces, to then get the materials to make my glaive, and then start using it. You know what I mean? There's there's more ownership to a game to that to that game like that than there is to a division or a destiny because the gun just drops and it's either good or bad, right? But the glaive, you look at it and you're like, oh man, this looks good, and you have to like like master the glaive. You don't have to master a trigger pull, right? Right, right. See, that's that's the kind of conversation I think a lot of the top end developers and gamers need to get together. And this is the kind of conversation they need to have is there are within, within the actual likability of a game, there's different brackets of people that are playing the game for different reasons, because there's a thing that they're latching onto within that game. Right. When you have, when you have a broad spectrum game, you, you're trying to get as many people in it as possible. And then as you progress in the game, if the game is constructed well, the ones that understand the game mechanics the best start to see the deeper levels of the game and what items you should be going after in order to make it more appealing to keep grinding. Right. Whereas a casual person might just play the game, this is fun, I really don't care about the other 30% of the game that I'm not interested in because I'm just shooty looty and I'm good, right? Right. Destiny fits into that bill because it crosses all kinds of platforms. So does the vision, right. Certain Certain games might not do that. Like Division might have a little, a, a different, I don't know, I guess a different group of people looking at it for different reasons. Some people like to min max. Some people like it because of certain other ideals inside the game. Well, I think that's, Division. That's that's why it's it becomes so difficult a conversation of why something is good or bad right. based on people screaming into the void. Like, yes, it's got good gameplay. Yes, it was a fun game. But after hour a hundred, I don't. I don't feel that the game loop and the depth of the game is satisfying right. anymore. Right. Whereas other people might like, oh, I love this game loop. I'll play this forever and ever. Right. Well, right. It's each its own. I'm saying personally, I'm not going to play a game like that anymore. Even when the games I like, I'll play the shit out of it for three weeks, four weeks solid. But at the end of that four weeks, I'm like, yeah, I, I got to take a break for a bit. Right. Because. Yeah, but you but but age age bracket is also a big thing. Absolutely. The way you the way you approach a game, the way you're comfortable with a game, your patience level, what it is about the game that yeah, interests absolutely. you, 
like as you get older, your your tastes completely change. Different. Yeah. Completely. Okay. Like I used to love fighting games. Love fighting oh, games. Street Fighter, Killer okay. Instinct, I Mortal played, Kombat. Yeah. Right. We played every fighting game that ever came down the pike, and I think we owned most of them on a home system if they sold it for a home system. Yeah. Okay. And then it falls out. It falls out. Like I don't give a shit about fighting games because it doesn't hold my attention anymore. The memorization of moves is not. It, it doesn't make me feel like I accomplish anything for following all the fighting moves anymore. I don't care. Right. right. Same thing with a driving game. Like the driving games, like, and I, and I was a Gran Turismo fanatic, right? I played Gran Turismo on PlayStation until my thumbs were blistered. Okay. Like, I, that's how long I played Gran Turismo for. Like, I love that kind of game. Realistic cars. You had to earn the car. How many races did it take before you could actually earn the next car? That's a grind fest. Right. Okay. But always have a goal. Oh, that Ferrari's going to be mine. Or, oh, that, that yeah. Lamborghini is going to be mine. Or that Acura is going to be mine. And then when they give you the car, oh, I can soup up the car. You'll be there forever. Right. Right. You can be there forever. Whereas now, I could give two shits about driving games. Right. right? Now, I look at it and go, I'm just driving in a circle. I'm just, right. I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I get to, listen, I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not weighing it down on somebody else. What I'm saying is, for me, I'm more, I'm, I'm much more analytical. I'm much more. I need to find the the, the deeper layers of onions in the right, game. Right, like I want I gotta, something. I, yeah, it's got to be more fulfilling. Like I gotta, I'm a strategy crazy person. Like I have to see everything about it. Like so, RPGs are good because I'm looking for min maxing. I'm looking for the armor sets. I'm looking for the next boss. Right, stuff like Destiny and Division. I'm looking for the gear because I'm looking for the, I'm looking for the next power build or whatever it is we're gonna go. Right. And what's the next, what's the next badass coming down the road? Like I want to be able to know how to fight that guy. Right. Like that's. That's how it works. Yes, I can tone back and play a couple little, I guess, medium level rung games, you know, like for, for shits and giggles for a little while, but then it doesn't hold your attention anymore. Yeah, it, right? it, it That's changes. Just how it is. Yeah, it, it definitely changes. All right. So uh, I've been playing Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons. Let me see if I can bring this up. Um, let me see my past broadcasts hey, first here. First of all, after, after watching it and, uh, and looking through it, like I don't, I don't have Game Pass, so I don't have it, but. I would say that is the best starter level dungeon crawler for kids I've ever seen. Like something that's easy enough where they're acclimated to the game. They know what Minecraft is. They know what the guy with the, what the bad guys look like in Minecraft. And now you just, kinda and now you just kind of souped it up a little bit. What? Wait, hold and you made up, hold everything up. like a, you like a gear, you made like a gear fest where you can actually you can find stuff to get yourself in a, uh, better weapons. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm, uh, hold on one second, Sarge. I opened up my website and now I, I'm getting like double audio. Sorry about that, guys. Yes. Yeah, you know, I, I thought they did it. I thought they did a great job. Sure, people look at it and say, you know, it's it's just this. But let, let, let's be honest, right? First of all, I understand adults like Minecraft. I'm not saying you should not like <clears throat> Minecraft. But at the same time, it's this game is for kids. It's made for kids to learn about the kind of mechanics yeah. that we knew yeah. about since the original Do Diablo came out. I, like, that's it's, how it's, it is. It's definitely made for kids. But at the same time, in mind, they had it where they're, they're, they're like, you know what? You got you to remember... Minecraft came out in 2009, okay? We're in 2020. It's 11 years old, okay? So if you yeah. had a kid that was just born when the game came now out... high school, going to college. They're, they're about to go to high school, right? And other kids are in high school, and now they're going to college. So they had this game in mind, not just for kids, right? There is a tone of, it's Minecraft. It's kids, right? But at the same time, as an adult playing this, I started when I was well, 42, so I was like 30, 30, 31 when it, when it came out. I like Minecraft. I thought it was one of the best games ever created because of the imagination you can build and stuff like that. When they when they 
showed this last year and said, oh, we're coming out with a dungeon crawler. I was like, oh, this looks amazing because I just love the world of Minecraft, right? This game at the bare level is very simple, right? They, they do everything simple. You get gear, okay? This is a, this is a great training wheels. If, if you're a Destiny player and you, and you don't like the sun setting, play Minecraft Dungeons because you can't keep shit past 10 seconds after you get it because every time you get something... You're like, oh, level 40 gear. You put the armor on, you, you level it up, and then the next match you go into, you're like, oh, level 41 armor. And you put the level 41 armor in, and you start changing up your build. I had this one build that was a soul sucker, as I called it. So my gear is not in the screen right now, but I would hit somebody, and it would suck the souls from them. And then it gathers 100% of the souls. And then it feeds my 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 special abilities, my my enchantments. And then it feeds my buffs at the bottom, right? So then I can constantly explode, right? Just, I kill someone, I heal, okay? I gather their souls, and I can I can shoot out a, a blast radius. It's phenomenal, right? It's, 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 a, it's, a good, it's a good time. It's so simplistic, this game, but yet it's so satisfying to run through and just, it's like a game that you just want to play because you don't want to think, right? You're like, hack and slash, I'm just playing, just killing things, mob. Everyone compares this to the Diablo, and I like to compare it more to Gauntlet. Now, a lot of people don't know or remember Gauntlet. Gauntlet was a dungeon crawler. You just run around with your four friends or NPCs. A, a, a quarter, a quarter sucking dungeon. Crawler. Yeah, and you just go through. And all, and, and all that was, and all that was, was for points. Yeah, you just level up and 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 points. Okay, this one, yes, you have gear. Okay, and then it's Diablo esque, but it's not as in depth as, as Diablo. My biggest thing. Right, my biggest thing with this game is I think they missed the mark, and this is my biggest complaint. It's called Minecraft Dungeons. Minecraft is known for mining and crafting. Okay, so as you're watching this, you go around. Like, there's a stump right there, right? A stump right there for wood, or maybe I kill the sheep and I get a piece of wool. Whatever. Okay, I should be able to go into the world of this map. Sort of like Monster Hunter is what we were just talking about, right? And let's say there's a block of ore, okay? And I, I just happen to have the pickaxe that can break the ore, right? I just picked up the emeralds from a vase. Why can't there just be a block there that I can break that drops materials? If it's coal or iron or whatever, okay? And then you take those recipes back. So instead of dropping a weapon at a chest, you get a blueprint. So now you have a blueprint, and then you would have something to go get. You see what I'm saying? Sort of like Monster Hunter. That, that listen, that, this is supposed to be for little kids. I get number that. Two. No, that, but that's super that's simple. That's definitely something down the road to, as as an expansion or something. I, I hope they do. That's the only thing I think they missed the mark on this. I think Minecraft itself is so popular because it's about mining and it's about crafting. And to not put mining or crafting in this. Now I'm not saying run around this whole board just breaking apart the whole board, right? You're doing exactly what you're doing here. You're going around. Searching for stuff, hacking and slash. I'm looking for secrets. That's why I'm running up against all the walls. Okay. But if they had a block that you could break open, and then all of a sudden, two pieces of iron fall out of it, and I need five pieces of iron to make my next sword, or upgrade my sword, that would keep you coming back and replaying the board. The game itself is pretty short. Okay. You go through the first level. It's just story mode default. Once you beat it, the game actually expands into adventure mode, and there's an apocalyptic mode. Okay, now I'm in adventure mode, and when I open up adventure mode, a whole other section opened up in the game where there's runes. And now you have to find these runes in the world that are based in secret hideouts 
on these maps. Okay, so there's, like I said, it's for kids, but at the same time, there's a little bit of layering going on. You can do different builds. It's a really light Diablo, right? It really is. But yeah, but it but it teaches, but it teaches perfect the things it. you will know in, in any other game you're ever going to play. Yes, at a at a younger age on purpose to yeah. under, make them understand how this thing goes. Well, and they even have the same color color scheme as like Borderlands. Oh yeah, the orange like, and stuff. Yeah, but the board the Borderlands color scheme has been copied throughout every other looter shooter I've ever seen. Like okay. no one wants to do their own color thing because we don't want to have to retrain everybody, right? It's just easier to pick the same color scheme. Right, so you, you copy certain things from other people. That's how it goes, right? So, so they have a map. It's pretty casual, basic. I shouldn't say casual. It's basic. There is an expansion coming out that opens up, and I believe if you got the... If you bought Minecraft Dungeon Heroes Edition, it comes with a DLC included. If you didn't buy the Hero Edition, you just bought the regular edition, you'll have to buy the DLC. If you're on Game Pass, I believe the DLC comes with it because it's part of Game Pass, so. right? Just like so. Sea of Thieves or State of Decay and all that other stuff. Right. Overall, the game is really fun. It's whimsical. It's not supposed to be this like earth shattering, like, oh, this is going to be my next game that I grind for the next 30 days. No, I'm level 42 right now, 43. And I've put in what? I put in seven hours. I got 15. I got maybe like 20 hours into it. In 20 hours, most people just beat the whole thing. Okay. I'm in the second tier. And just casually going through, it gets tough. The scaling that goes on. Let me ask you a question. Why is it you and four gamers who have been playing for at least 10 years apiece got <laughs> slaughtered by Minecraft? Slaughtered. We got, you guys got slaughtered. We got destroyed because of the gear that you're wearing and stuff, right? I mean, you just... Is it, is it because of the gear or because are you guys trying to hack and slash and the guys that you're trying to hack and slash it's the gear. have things about them, you have to learn how to kill them? Well, it's the gear that we had at the time. And not knowing what they did or what they do, right? I mean, we got better as it as it on, but it, it gets tough. If you get overzealous and you run in there, you're like, I'm gonna kill all these guys, and you start slashing, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get killed. Okay. You have to have the right the right the right um Yeah, but I, I watched four veterans of, of Diablo it, and all the it was, got it slaughtered was, by Minecraft. It was it low. Was it was low level. It was the first level. <laughs> it was the four first, guys were running around first level. We were levels, I think, two to four. And we we got destroyed, but you know what? That was the best part. Right? We were laughing and having a good time because it was it was ridiculous. We're like, how are we all dying? I died like six six times in the first like four minutes. Okay, it was great. It was great. The hero edition is uh, is not included with the game pass, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. No, I know it's not. You have to buy it separate. Like it's separate. Like you either buy the game outright, buy the hero edition, which is DLC. Or get the game pass. It's not part of the. Um, it's it's an incremental thing there, Duplass, Right? You're like twenty bucks. I don't know the hero edition's price, but it's like twenty dollars for the regular game. I think it's like thirty dollars for the hero edition, and then it's ten bucks a month for thirty one. There you go. Some change in hero edition, and then it's ten bucks a month for for game pass fifteen. If you uh, if you get the year, you know the ultimate edition. Right now, mind you, if you're buying Game Pass just for this game and this is the only game you play, that's that's stupid. Just go buy the game outright for twenty dollars and enjoy yourself, or get the Hero Edition for thirty one and enjoy yourself. But if you're buying this and playing it, and this is the game that you're gonna play for the next seven months, you're paying ten to fifteen dollars a month to play one game. Just go buy it for twenty bucks. Okay, I think it's well. I think it's reasonably priced for what it is. I think there's a lot in here to do. 
uh, for what the game is. My son, who's five years old, has picked it up like this. He already understands the, the armor situation and what to put on. He understands by the logos. That they did a really good job with the actual, with the, um, not ammo, but the, the weapons and armor, the way they're styled and stuff. I think it's great. I think it's a great game. I don't, I don't know anybody that hated on it. I gave props to, um, to skill up skill up did a review, his first review of the game. And he, he had a bias of it. He, he was going into it as a hardcore gamer and he was just so disappointed in this game. He didn't actually give a review, right? He gave like, I hate this game. You should too. Okay. And he went back and he fixed it. He did another review and said, look, I didn't do it justice. I didn't, I didn't give you the information that you're supposed to know about. Like it's co-op and this, and this is what it is. And he went back and I sent him a tweet and said, I, I love your professionalism and your ethics of the way you, you do stuff. And I'm really happy that you went back and did it again. Good job. And he said, cheers. Right. That to me is. That's why I like his his stuff, right? He gives you a review. He did another review today. Not that he's sponsoring this or anything. He did a review of Deep Rock Galactic. And I've been talking about that game two years ago. I said it's a great game, and now it's really good. It's a really fun little game. Go check out that uh, review that he did. I thought it was well done as well. So Minecraft he does, Dungeons... He does compreh yeah, he does his work. He does, he, does, yeah. he does his stuff, right? The max level, okay, so I want to know max level. I saw Dr. Lupo at level 130, and the power is 106 to 108. Yeah, see, I don't know either. Now, as a as a gamer, it has to have a cap. Otherwise, you're going to be like, what's the point, right? Because you're just like, it just constantly no, goes... it's just Diablo. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, but if the gear doesn't go past what your level is, right? Like, you're level 130, but yet the gear's 106, 108. It's like... Okay, it, but it gets, once it again... It higher. Once again... This game, this game was not meant for. I know, I know. That's 30, what, thirty that's, something year old that's crazy hardcores to raise the level to oblivion. This that's, is meant for a kid that's, to understand dungeon crawling. That's what and I by said. By the way, by the time they get to level hundred, they've lost interest. They're onto something else. Right. True. But but that's why I think it's not meant for all kids. Right. It, I think these higher levels are meant for us to enjoy. Because how many dads and moms out there are going to buy this game to play with their sons or daughters? Okay, I this is why I think the game is fantastic, right? There's only a couple games I can play with my son, right? There's like a, the Lego games I can play. Uh, I play like the trucking simulator games with him. I play like little games like that with him, right? I try to play Sea of Thieves with him. He likes Sea of Thieves, but when other sources come out and start trolling you, when you're trying to have a good time with your five-year-old son and, and Sea of Thieves sailing ships, it, it kind of ruins it, right? So... This game, I play Minecraft with them all the time. This is just another way of playing with them, and it's a different type of game, right? It's not just a build creative mode, go do this. He's learning about, he goes, I want this dog armor. Well, let's go find out where the dog armor is, right? And this is how you farm, and I taught him how to farm and what board to go. So now he's going to each map, and he's looking at the logos going, oh, I want that. I want that. He doesn't know the name of it, but he knows it because of the logo. He knows the logo does this. So I want that. And he knows that I have a level 14. I want a higher one because I still want to use the dog. And my dog is too weak on these higher level boards. So I want to get another dog. So you got to go farm the dog. And I love that. that the, whole, the whole thing with my son sitting down next to me and, and bonding over something like this as a gamer, I just think is really cool, right? So I might, I might be more biased towards like, this is an awesome game just because of the experience I'm having with my son and then just playing with friends. Um, I don't think the game at all is is shit. 
and should be shit on. I think it's exactly they didn't market it in no, any other no, way. No, you, you, you can identify shit when you see it. That's not this is yeah, not yeah. Shit. No, but what I'm saying they didn't they didn't market it like wrong. They didn't say this is Diablo. You like Diablo? You're gonna love Minecraft Dungeons. They didn't they didn't do that. They're like this is Minecraft Dungeons. This is here. This is what it is a co-op couch co-op online co-op fun game, right? So it's pretty brutal. I like it. All right. So the next one I want to talk about is uh, Man Eater. He's a man eater. This is this is a shark game. That is a action adventure RPG shark simulator, <laughs> right? That's that's what it is. Let me let me find my past uh, stream for this. I respect that any development company actually would make something like this at all. So I like I like that they took a chance. I know games like this sometimes don't succeed, but I like the fact that people are still attempting to make games like this. It makes it interesting, like, right? I, I, Okay, so this. I mean, anything, any kind of shark. Let's put it this way: the bar, the bar is pretty low. The last actual shark game, there's only two that I can think of. Actual shark game that revolved around sea was Jaws Nintendo 8-bit, which was the most horrible game ever made because LGN made it. For those of you that know LGN, you don't understand the, the pain. And number two was Echo the Dolphin. Echo, which right. is underwater, yeah. but Echo the Dolphin was for Sega Genesis as Mario was to Nintendo. Like Echo was the shit, the dolphin game. <clears throat> All right, so this. So, this is Maneater. I, I got the code from the developers, um, and I'd like to thank them for the code. It was it was very nice of them. Uh, I enjoy the game. I think it's a fun game, um, but it gets boring pretty fast, right? Now, it's a fast game, but I did enjoy it. I wasn't bored while playing it, but you have to sit here when you chomp like this. This is this is how you're playing the game the entire time, the trigger. The trigger instead of like you can't the, hold it, you can't you can't, can't hold it. it. You got it. You got to go hit chomping it. like this. You got to keep. You got to hit it like this, right? So it's a single. Sh it's a single shot fire, just like you're playing in it's a like, shooter. It's like using the fucking scout rifle, right? Right. So like you're just sitting there and you're hitting the trigger. I got like not, a, not I, my scout. <laughs> I, 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 I full auto. I use I use full auto as well, right? It's a, it's a fun thing. It's got a little story, a little backstory to it. So it follows a fisherman who. It, it takes almost like the uh, de deadliest catch type of thing. It's a southern Louisiana guy who he's just out to hunt sharks, okay? You take uh, a role of a pup shark. You're a small little shark that he caught your mother, and it shows you in the thing, and he kills your mom and opens up her and pulls you out, okay? And then you bite the hand of the, of the fisherman, and he, he chucks you in the water, but he, he cuts you first so he can recognize you later in life. Okay, so when you grow up, because he doesn't want to kill the baby, he wants to kill them when they're adults. Okay, so he throws you in the water, and now it's your adventure. Your adventure begins, and you start going around, and you start in the swamp, and you start going around. You get these upgrades. So, like, I have this uh, organic uh, uh, sonar. You use the sonar to find different things in the in the game, and you start off. You see the cut on your shark that the the fisherman gave you, and as you level up. You start going from pup to teenager to adult. I don't know what's after adult. And then you go all the way up past elder, right? You become this, like, gigantic shark. I only got to adult. Are you Are you a great white? Are you a great white? Uh, you're a, oh, uh, I forget. It's starts, Tiger shark? No, no. It's a, it, star, it starts with a B. I forget what it's called. Fuck. I forget the name of it off the top of my head. Um, but anyway, you become this massive shark, okay? Bull, bull shark. Thank you very much, Tweak. Bull shark. You're a bull shark. Uh, and there's, like, things to collect, okay? There's things to collect. You flop out of the water. You collect license plates, and you get these uh, landmark 
things, and then there's secret secret tunnels to go in, and then certain areas you can't get in until you level up. It's like Metrovania type of stuff, right? Like you have to become an adult and go back to that section, break in, and then get stuff. Um, then there's like these outcoves, this coves that you go into, and that's the only place that you can like level up. Okay, and when you go into the cove to level up, you can pick your sonar, or put it new teeth in. I, I found teeth later on. Like this is when I'm smaller, right? So my biggest foes right now are are crocodiles and alligators. Okay, um, later in the game, you become bigger, right? So right now I'm a teen shark at level six. Okay, I can swim faster now. I can get away from things faster. I can start fighting the actual gators now because they were like level eights and fifteens, so I couldn't fight them before. So there's a lot of like little things to collect and try. It's like I said, it's a fun game. It almost reminded me of like Grand Theft Auto, like go around collecting stuff type of thing, right? And then you fight different fish and different, and then up on top of the water, you can jump out of the water and like attack humans and start eating them and stuff. And it's funny the first couple times. Um, you have a narrator who does like Rick and Morty and stuff, and he's hilarious. Like the the, the facts he gives you fact fictional facts about stuff in the game, right? He just like throws out some random facts that are not true. So so they're so they're making fun of like a Nat Geo yes. uh, narrator yes. by putting him over top of this crazy game. Yes, it's it's it's, yeah, it's that's good. It's done very well, right? So you get to fight in the water, you get to fight on top of the water, there's hunters that come after you, there's um I think there's 10 hunters, uh, actual humans, okay, that are hunters that hunt sharks. And the problem with this is they're not really a challenge. You can't tell the difference between a regular human and, like, the boss, okay? So I killed the boss without even knowing I killed the boss, and then you get an upgrade. And you get the upgrade, and you get, like, electronic teeth, right? Ele electrical teeth. So when I bite something, now it sends electronic charge through them to, like, stun them. And then I got another set of teeth that helps me with boats and destroys boats and stuff. So there's a lot here. There is a lot to the game. But again, it's not a game that you're going to play like nonstop. I mean, you can for like 30 hours. And then you'll be done with it. You'll be like, all right, I'll go back later and, and like level up another shark and do something else but, differently. But I, but I applaud them because nobody did a game like this. This is a game that just someone decided to make about shark. I, I, I applaud. Listen, anything outside the box, I respect. Right. Take a chance on something, I respect. See, like right now I'm being shot from boats up above. They have lasers and they're, they're, they're chasing me. So I jump up and I take them out. I either blow up their boat or I try to, I'm still attacking humans while I'm here. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get some food. So I, I jump on land, start eating them. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, hilarious. it's, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun game. It's a fun game. Now, like I said, you can get bored of this, right? It, because it's monotonous after a time, right? Because you're like, okay, I gotta go kill another 10 humans. Okay. Okay, I gotta go kill another ten groupers. Okay, I gotta go kill this this alligator. Right, right? but that's but that's but that's the forty year old thirty. Right. If it was if yes. it was the fourteen year old I, 30, I totally get you'd it. Be fine with it. Well, this is why this is why I don't do game reviews. I'm giving you my right. my thoughts on how I played the game, but I don't give reviews because reviews are to anybody right. Very, very hard. If I, very hard. I, it's hard to be biased against something or non-biased against something. When you're trying to give, and that's why I bring up Skill Up. He does a really good job of giving the good and bad of each game. And yes, he does tend sometimes to be like, I don't like this game. But if you like this type of game, it has this, 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 and this, right? We always talk about reviews like that. Is someone going to give a review? You might like the story, okay? Some people might like the graphics. Other people might like the soundtrack. And you might like, hey, I just want I just want a, a bullshit game to play. Well, if you like a good game 
that's a mindless game that you want to play, Man Eater's great. And I'm not, I'm not throwing any kind of salt in the water here. Pun intended, right? Like, I'm not trying to throw any chum in the water, but it's going to hit with some people. Some people are going to love this game, right? And other people, like, Grand Theft Auto is fun to just drive the car and slam into things because it's a giant world and you're in a car and you get into different cars, right? You can get into a plane and a helicopter and try different guns and do different things. Here, you're a shark, right? No matter what you do, you're a shark. You can't change. You can't change to a different animal. You can't change to a different like type of shark. You're just a shark. And the only way you're going to get up to a, a higher level shark is by doing the mundane things like this over and over to level up, right? Because you need to kill the this what stuff. Happens, what happens when you what happens when you die? You got one life. You you die and then you 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 go back to the um you just go back to the cove, right? But do you lose do you lose age? Do you, you lose age. You no. go back down. Or no, no, you don't lose anything, right? Just and, curious. And that's another thing, right? See, that's where you're going. Like, there's no. I, I gotta I gotta ask. No, I know, but there's no, and this is why it gets boring, right? Because as you're playing, yeah, I'm about no to risk. kill. I'm about to kill something. There's no risk. I die up. I'll do it again. No risk, right? nothing to lose everything to gain right and that to me is always like that's why i said if you like a, a mindless game where you're always leveling up then great play it i'm gonna go back and play it because i want to complete it the completionist in me wants to go back and complete and, and collect all the stuff i still haven't completed the whole story i'm about only about five or six hours in i think it's like a, a 12 hour game 10 12 hour game I'm in the did, you, did you bite the Did you bite the hand of the guy who put that scar on the side of you? Yes, yes. You rip off his hand. Yeah, you. No, you. Yeah. I haven't killed him. You just bite his hand off when you're a pup, right? So here I'm putting my new bioelectric teeth on. Okay, and there there's different things, and you can upgrade them. Okay, so there is there is a a a leveling up system as you play through the game, and this was how she keeps coming back for more. It's just the mundane things that I've been doing. Like, the first stage is the second is the same stage. The second stage is the same as the third stage. Different scenario, different out, like, look, uh, area, but it's all the same. Kill 10 people, kid 10 groupers. Kill the Barracuda, kill the Alligator. Kill the Mako. You know what I'm saying? So, that that's what it gets for me. I don't even know how much this game is. I think it might be $40. Uh, chat, can someone check for me? I think it's like $40. I think it might be a little overpriced for the type of game it is. Right, I think twenty, forty still good, bro. Yeah, twenty to thirty dollars. I think is that is that is that forty digital or forty hard copy? I don't know, but I got it. I got a code, and like I said, I thank them for the code. It's not bad, and I enjoy I enjoy the game very much. It's just I could put it down after I played five hours, come back a month later, and then just go back to it. You know what I mean? It's nothing that I want to sit there and, and, and play. So those are the games I've been playing. All right. So Minecraft Dungeons and uh, and Man Eater. All right. So next up, we're gonna start with uh, Destiny 2's TWAB. Okay. So <clears throat> there really isn't much to talk about the TWAB, right? There's not much to talk about the TWAB. Now thirty nine ninety nine. Thank you, Tweak. So there you go. Man Eater is thirty nine dollars. Is that uh, PC or is that is that console? 4586 Canadian console. Okay. So it might be a little cheaper than on con on on uh on PC. It might be uh maybe like 30, 35 or it could be 40 as well. Um so okay, so the Destiny 2 TWAB, it says what's next, okay? 
Uh, Destiny has been shared pastime for long enough now, has established some strong traditions each where we spend and serve the Guardians as we mark the calendars by the next development milestone, and we reach our next event and attend to spread the news. Some of us have a remarkable privilege of a travel the world and meet some of the fine people and, and, and talk about what comes next. This year finds us all in the scenario of basically we're all stuck at home, right? Let me... Let me uh, let me just go down to the last paragraph here, where it says, "Keep your eyes trend, okay, on Bungie for updates. We'll stream our announcements in the usual places. You'll learn about the next season of Destiny 2 at the same time we talk about the next chapter in the story that's been unfolding all year long." Now, if you scroll down just a little bit farther, uh, Jason, I think is it, is it Justin or Jason? Justin. Justin talks about. How we look forward to continuing this conversation and continue to evolve Destiny together. And in 12 days, we can't wait to show you more of what we've been working on. Now, 12 days is June 9th, which is the next season. Okay. Now, a lot of people are like speculating a whole bunch of stuff. And the Bears... Specul speculating? Yeah. Speculating is an understatement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they've, been, they've been going deep down into diving into stuff. And the, I'll tell you what it is. And I've been saying this for years. They tell us too much. And since Destiny has come on PC and Destiny 2 launched, okay, uh, yeah, 69, okay, June 6th or June 9th, it's coming out, um, they tell us too much. Either data miners tell us too much, or Bungie themselves tell us too much, or the YouTubers that make videos of the data miners or the, the things that come out tell us too much, and they don't have to say anything. They put it in their thumbnails, or someone puts it in the Twitter feed, and it's in my feed, just there's too no much surprises. There's no surprises no anymore, surprises. right? Everyone's pissed off about everything, right? More than more than us because there's nothing as a surprise, right? They they know everything before it happens. It's like they literally know what's coming out next month because someone data mined it four months ago. Okay, they know everything and everything about the game, and it's just it's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, the reason they can't tell you stuff until next week is because I believe that. It's part of the story that we're working in right now. And it's a continuation, which is a good thing, right? They're actually connecting stories and pushing it forward. So the reason they can't tell us stuff right now in the TWAB is it would ruin the end slash beginning of the next season, okay, of what's happening, okay? And they don't want to do that. At least that's what I think. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe they just don't want to tell us because maybe there's nothing, right? Maybe there's nothing. Maybe nothing happens. There's literally people right now, because the Almighty, Paul Tassi, I, I, I love it. He's like, every week for this entire season, he's like looking at the skybox to see if something's going to change in the skybox, if he can see the Almighty, if he can see the Almighty, if he can see the Almighty. And finally, this week on Tuesday, the Almighty is there. It's there, right? It's in the sun, and it's like a little speck. And it was funny because Lona made a video, and he's like, Right? He's putting his glasses on, puts his sunglasses on. He's like, where is it, chat? I can't see it. Like, really, you, you couldn't see anything. People people had to take a picture, lower the contrast. Hey, I did it. I sent I sent him a picture today, just so you guys don't think that this is bullshit. I sent it to Zach as well. Right? This this is this is the picture, guys. Are you ready for this? This is everyone that's that, that's that's freaking out because of this. Can you guys see it? Can you guys see it? Let me let me see if I could zoom in a little bit for you. I can't, I can't zoom in. It's it's right here, and it is there. It's it's right here. Okay, I I I swear to you, the Almighty is there. Now I think it's funny 
because it could have been there the entire time. No one was looking into the sun, okay, the other eight well, weeks. Well, to be fair, you're not supposed to look into the sun. Well, correct, okay? Right. But this is literally contrast at like 1,000, okay, just to get it to look like this. Now, that happened on Tuesday, okay? And every day since then, people are looking at it going, is it? Is it bigger? Is it getting closer? And I find it hilarious because I remember on this podcast about two years ago, maybe longer, okay, we talked about how come they can't do stuff. Like, this is before Fortnite. So I know it's before. It's before Fortnite, right? I was like, how come they can't update stuff constantly? Like, update. We used to talk about the Crucible, right? Like, factions and have an updated thing on the screens and stuff like that. Everyone's like... It's not, it's not possible, 30. The engine just doesn't, the engine, the engine does not let it do it. You just don't know what you're talking about, 30, right? And then meanwhile, Guardian Games updates daily with the flags, okay? And then other things happen, and then all of a sudden, the, the, the portal that took six weeks to build by Ikora, right? Every week, it, it, it did it. And now everyone's like, is it getting closer? Is it getting closer by the day? And I find it hilarious because these are the same people are like, no, sir, they can't do it. It's impossible with this engine. And then here they are, right? So great. Okay. So that's the TWAB. The TWAB is nothing. Nothing's happening in the TWAB, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with because... I played Destiny for the story, right? Let me let me put, let me get my glasses again. Hold on a second, right? If you're playing Destiny for the story, you're not playing the right thing, says PvP player. Okay, right? So like, you play for PvP. I play for story. Destiny has always been about the story for me. And if they don't have story, I'm out. If they have story, I'm back in. Okay, that's just it. That's just the way it is. And if you don't put story every day into the game, I don't give a shit. If you let put story in, I come back every couple weeks, complete it in an hour, get my lore, and move on with my day and go play any other game in the, in the, in the planet. Okay? So I do like that they're progressing the story. And I do like that the, it's in the skybox. And I do like that it's actually coming down. My speculation is we're going to blow it up or the ships are going to blow it up. Somebody's blowing it up. Either Rasputin, the the uh, the uh, the Unwoken. Someone's coming to save us. Someone's gonna do something, and it's gonna blow up the Almighty. And chunks why, are gonna come why, down. Why isn't it blown up already? Well, you, you gotta is it just because of a story. Is it just because of a story plot? You gotta I, remember. I thought, the, I thought the the original thing that we did at the end of Destiny Two was blow it up, right? Isn't that what the whole thing was? Uh, we didn't blow it up. We we just stopped it from sucking in the uh, the sun's energy. Yeah, we just stopped. We just stopped it, right? I could have sworn it was to blow it up. Well, but all right. Apparently, I I mean, I don't understand why we didn't just drive it into the sun. It would have melted. I mean, I, it would have melted before it got there. Well, that's 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 debatable because if you have a ship that's actually taking in the power of the sun in order to kill the sun, then throwing the ship into the sun might not kill it. Well, maybe maybe the ship would have became the new sun, right? Maybe, right? Who knows? So, oh, we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a Force Awakens now, <laughs> right? Right. I thought we blew it up. I see. I don't remember. I'll be honest. 
I thought people it up. I, I'm not this guy. I like I don't. I, I'm I don't not this guy. Listen, I, I don't remember. I don't remember anymore. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an expert. Goldfish brain. Have, I'm a goldfish and, brain. And I don't have goldfish brain, but I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I see. I, see, I, that's what I thought too, Duplass. I thought we just disabled it. That's why when they came in in the beginning of this one, they shot it up and then it went out of control, right? Yeah, but it does you know? Now I, I'm not. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go further than this. But if the ship was there for the sole purpose and to destroy our solar system in order to eradicate the human race, uh-huh. and all we did was kill Ga- kill Gaul and then say we just disabled it, we're going to let it hang out there for a while. Like Space if that junk. was a planet, if that Space was a society, if it was a civilization killer, I'm pretty sure we would have got rid of it. But okay, plot point inserted. Please continue. <laughs> uh, I I don't understand. I mean, whoever blows it up, it's going to blow up. It's going to do damage to a lot of places. Okay, here's what I'm looking forward to. Okay, this is what I'm looking forward to. And this, I'm I'm speculating. This is my speculation. Put on your speculation goggles, people. Okay, put your tinfoil hats on, speculation goggles on. I'm just coming up with this shit right now. Okay. (laughs) We're going to blow it up. And this thing's fucking massive, right? It's fucking massive. It's going to come down. It's going to shower down and, and, and destroy a lot of things. It's going to hit up a lot of different planets around the around the area, okay? Mercury might be changed. I'm talking about September comes and we're I'm talking cataclysm type World of Warcraft thing. Okay? Oh, is that what you think is going to happen? Yes. Is that is that what you think is going to yes, happen? Yes, I'm putting it out there, all right? I think a cataclysm well, because, because because the redo of the moon went over so well, they figured that they're going to just redo everything all at once. Double down. And everyone's going to love it. Double down. And they'll double down. Right. So the ship will, the ship is going to explode because what's it going to do? If it explodes, right? It's actually just going to evaporate. It's gonna it's it's gonna be large chunks of ships hitting Earth and and Mercury and Mars and all this other stuff, right? Right? Well, that okay, but getting getting the whole astrophysics out of the way. Like all the planets are gonna be close enough together. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Debris. No, no, no. I get it. Yeah, I know Mars, Mars, and Earth. Mars and Earth are gonna are gonna get changed. Okay, so when you go down to EDZ and the Cosmodrome, the Cosmodrome's coming back, baby. Okay, the Cosmodrome's coming back, but it's gonna be altered because there's gonna be a giant chunk of the Almighty sitting somewhere in the Cosmodrome now. Okay, that's what's gonna happen. Right, tinfoil hat. This is my tinfoil hat moment here. Okay, they're gonna do a mini cataclysm for the next expansion. Okay, it's gonna change the way because that makes old stuff new. They can bring old stuff back, and it's new. Okay, they can bring back any of the old places on Earth. Okay, they can bring back any of the old places on Mars. They can even change Mars up as of right now. Maybe where Anna Bray is in that building, all of a sudden a big chunk comes through and breaks it apart. Whatever, right? It's just going to change the landscape. That's what I think is going to happen, okay? Do I have any proof of this? No. Zip. Zot. Nada. This is just all speculation. But you have a giant fucking ship, and it's going to get blown up either by Rasputin, okay? Or us if we get on board and we do something, or the ships from the Alien Triangle Doritos are going to come and blow it up. Someone's blowing it up. Pieces need to go somewhere, okay? And if they go somewhere, it's going to change the landscape, right? I mean, the last city on Earth could get destroyed. And then the Guardians just hang it up. They're like, well, we couldn't protect them. Oh, well. Right? Destiny 3. They, they follow they follow the dead orbit plan, which is just get the fuck out of Dodge and go live someplace else. Right. 
Which I think they should follow through with and just have the dead orbit guy just leave the tower because <laughs> we're not doing anything with them anyway, right? So I don't know. I think that's what's going to happen. I think something's going to happen with Destiny as far as some... I, I, when I say cataclysm, I don't want to be like, huge expansion, all this stuff's coming out. No, I'm saying cataclysm like altering the, the face of stuff that's happening, right? The, the content still might be lacklustered. But it's gonna look different, which would make stuff new again, right? Remember, minimum for the largest output. What do you do, right? Some people are saying, speculating that Titans. Shadow, well, Shadow Shadow Keep did really well. They changed up the moon a little bit, and it did really well. So, I I would say hit double down on eleven. I would say double down eleven. If that worked out for Shadow Keep, <laughs> we could do it. We could do it for the rest of the, we could do the rest of the rest of the maps. I would say that's plausible. Right. I would definitely say people it's plausible. Are, people are saying Titan's going to be destroyed. Okay. Well, let's be honest. We can get, listen, no one's going to miss Titan. I agree. No one's, nobody's going to miss Titan. You don't, have, you don't even have to blow it up. You can just ignore it. Right. You can just like, just leave it there, but just, it slowly every day just moves off the, off the map each week. Right. It just moves off the map. So you don't even see it on the directory anymore. And people, people just forget about it. They just forget about it. They're like, wasn't there a planet there? Because goldfish brain, right? They just forget about it. They'd be like, uh, wasn't there a planet there? And they just slide in Europa. They they, they slide out tight and they just put Europa there instead. Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what they'll do. That's exactly what they'll do. So, so okay, the leaks that, that they're talking about, okay, some of the leaks that they're talking about are that Titan's going to get blown up. And this is from 4chan. These are just leaks. We're having a conversation. Doesn't mean it's true. Don't run to your next... And be like, oh, 30 says this is true. Because I'm not saying it's true. We're just having conversations. Okay. So someone says that the next Destiny expansion in September is the Dark Omen. Okay. That's what they say the name is going to be. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Not the collapse like the other rumors talked about. And it will kick off with Season 12, Season of the Dusk. As been previously speculated... And rumored the pyramid ships will arrive with dark omens and will destroy Titan with a massive weapon. The Almighty was massive. How big of a how much are you bringing Unicron with you? Like, what's what's happening now? Okay, anyway, they're, they're gonna bring in uh, to destroy Titan with a massive weapon. Guardians will be head out to the moon of Europa to create a forward operating base and push back the darkness. Okay, the darkness and the omens uh, is known as the veil which is another rumored name for the race controlling the advanced pyramid ships. Now, the Veil will come in in a handful of different forms, some mirroring existing races, and others completely new. The leaked details uh, speculates of uh, spectras, rooks, pawns, bishops, gargoyles, and golems. So it's a chess set coming at you. Okay. And the main cannon fodder... That, that, that's, a, that's a chess set from Brookstone yeah, coming at you. Cannon fodder from the Veil. Okay, it's been a while since Destiny 2 introduced a completely new race or enemy race. They, they've you never, think? they never did. They've never. Because the Taken is not a new race. It's just the same things, yeah. right? Uh, the different enemy types do sound unique and the naming choices might give it away as it might be fake. Now, why not go all, all in on, a, on, on, the, on the chess connection? Europa will be a new destination for Destiny 2, Dark Omens, replacing the destroyed Titan. There are no details about the landscape of Europa, but hopefully Bungie does, not, uh, does enough and differentiate it from Earth's moon, okay? 
Uh, players will also visit one of the pyramid ships, which is called um, Cl- Cl- that can't be right. I'm not going to read that. Uh, destination, start the location, story missions, and eventually unlock as a patrol zone. In this in this uh, information, it says there might be four strikes, two crucible, new crucible maps, one dungeon, new raid with three boss fights, and 28 new exotics. Doesn't mean anything about legendaries, just 28 new exotics, which if you think about that's about that's a lot. Dude. No, that's a, no, we, we did. We did the research after the round table. Uh, it's a, I think we came up with 25 for shadow keep, if I'm not mistaken. And the one before that was like 27. So it's, it's on par. That's a, that, that's a lot of exotics, man. Not really though. Cause if you're, if you have to think there's five pieces of gear, let's just say for each of the characters, that's 15 pieces right there for armor. Then you have another 10 guns, 12 guns. So, and that's not including sparrows ghosts ships or anything like that that's just guns and and armor so i don't know what do you think sarge do you think what do you think about europa what do you think about this with the four strikes two crucible matches the one dungeon what do you what do you think about all this well fake or real just what do you think well if, if if listen if it's if it's a rumor it's a rumor i get it but it stands to reason that the information might be pretty close to correct considering that what we got from the shadow keep expansion right shadow keep brought back the moon there was no moon when destiny 2 launched that the whole planet was just missing so they added it in as a dlc later on down the road right so according to using now we're using their vocabulary and their verbiage right so the game can't get, get bigger forever so we have to limit what's going on getting rid of titan is probably the best choice because the rest of the planets are too ingrained into the story plots titan really isn't as much right you can get rid of you can get rid of titan um so if titan blows I, I, up it's gonna be a big fucking explosion yeah i i don't know about the whole blowing up titan i think maybe that the what's left of this what's left of the arcology sink or something else and there's a tidal wave that gets just gets rid of it but blowing up an entire moon made of methane seems a bit, a bit far-fetched i know we're using super sci-fi uh statistics in this game i get it but it if it's if it's done well Okay, if it's done well, the the masses of people that want to play Destiny for the reasons why they want to play probably should give them enough in, enough content to last until the following summer, and then after that, we don't know, right? right? But anything anything new is good, all right. That's just how it works. When you're starved for content, once again, if I throw you a cracker, it's the best cracker you've ever had, right? Right. You're just... If you're starving, you're starving. However, I'm hoping that when they release this kind of content, that it's not just like a a shotgun blast of fun and that's it. I'm hoping that after this many years of trial and error, that the mechanics involved in leveling your character and going for the gear and the reasons why you do it and the story plots involved in the next expansion are meaty enough to where... It's a good combination of storytelling and grind meaningful as opposed to just here's some guns, here's a new place, shooty, shooty, bang, bang, and that's it. Right. Right? I'm hoping, and I know you're going to laugh at me, but I'm really hoping that the new enemy doesn't look anything like the new Halo enemies were when the Halo enemies came came out. For what was that? <laughs> Halo 4 or 5, I think it was. Well, with, with, those, with those Guardians. They can look like anything they okay. want, Sarge, because... Yeah, I know. They look like us. I know. Yeah, I I know. But <laughs> how 
I, I listen. So I would, is there really I, a new I, enemy, or is everyone the same? Well, I, I listen. I, I think the greatest thing they could do, as far as fighting an enemy, I think the greatest thing that they can do is make enemy guardians that have abilities fight you. I think that would be well. Something. They lost their their reason for that when we played the Iron Lord mission. Remember that? I was like, how cool would it be if we were fighting guardians with our abilities? And they missed out on that. All they did was make the guardians but, bigger. But they might have. But they might have. You know, learned. They, learned. They, they learned, right? I I think that when you fight one of these guys, it might look like a normal enemy type thing, but I think it should morph into a guardian, and I think you should be attacked by your own abilities. I think that would be something cool. Hmm. That would definitely be that. That would definitely give new meaning to the yellow bar, right? Everyone sees the yellow bar, and everyone focuses down the yellow guy, right? So now you've got a guy comes out, and all of a sudden he pops an ability, like you go to nuke the yellow guy. All of a sudden he puts up a titan bubble, and now you can't, right? You can't do anything to him. Do you right? Do you think this I, would ruin it though? If okay, now you're fighting the new enemies, right? Yep. They would have to put them in place of everything because if you fight those guys, they're no, going to no. be much better, much much harder and more difficult to fight. And then you could go well, back to a cabal, be... and then you'd be like, well, "This is fucking boring." Well, listen, you're worried. You're worrying about power creep, but at the same time, there are always there are always new ways of making an enemy interesting by tweaking one of the mechanics. You know, the teleporting captain. The, that shield used to put up, the fog used to spit at you to where you couldn't see. Like, there's different things to do to different characters to make the combat more interesting. I just think that because of the power creep and because you guys are so badass with all these badass weapons, that I think sometimes to take you down a peg every once in a while, you should be attacked by something that's on par with you. So, no, I'm not saying that every guy that comes out the outside the cave or down from a, a passing ship should be this uber guardian guy, but I think an evil version of you or an evil version of a guardian all twisted comes down and then not just shooty, shooty, bang, bang, but you have to learn what they do. Imagine that we go back to that where what's he doing? He's putting up what he's casting. What, what's it doing to right. me? Why he get, can't he could have like, a void build and stuff like that. Right. You have to, you have to learn which enemy has what kind of abilities. So you know what to do, what not to do. Cause that would be kind of cool. Like if you specced out, like maybe, full arc with no switches and then he's like complete defensive against arc you'd have a harder time killing him right like that kind of stuff would be kind of cool in a game like this to, to up it up to to up the ante here instead of just shooty shooty bang bang all right i so, mean so i think it's possible all right so let me, let or, me, or plausible let me do some predictions here all right let's do some predictions do you think uh let's see titan Gone or staying? Gone. Okay. You think it's gone. I think... I think it's staying, but it's morphing. Okay? No. There's nothing to morph. There's nothing to morph. Morphing. Okay. It's staying. The Titan was the backwater hideout for the Guardians to, to gather up while they were waiting to, to defend against... Gaul. That's all it was. Okay. Do you think the there's Europa is coming in? Uh, well, the and here's I don't want to say it this way, but I'm going to say it this way. Besides Iron Lords, besides that DLC, we have not seen like an ice board, like a 
frozen tundra thing except for that one that Inside one Mars. subcategory in Mars. No, there was there no there was that one event. There was that one event early on that it oh, wasn't Mars, the, there's a, there's an ice section in Mars. No, no, I know that, but not like a full-blown ice planet. Like oh, you're talking about in Iron Lord. You're talking about you're talking about the uh the divide where it had the snow. Right. Well, no, okay. no, where, where where the actual where the actual temple is. Like that's like a frozen wasteland area where a, you're on the mountaintops. But Europa is supposed to be cold. Europa is supposed to be like mm -hmm. an ice world type of thing. So that's kind of like it, it'll look completely different compared to what we've been looking at, right? We've seen jungle. We've seen city. We've seen jungle. You know what I mean? It's like you got to give us something else to look at for hours and hours on end. And Ice Planet fits the bill. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So, yes, yes. Do you think... <clears throat> Um, old boards. Do you think old boards are coming back in year four? Do you think like Cosmodrome or any of that's coming back because of the crash? If it crashes, I'm leaving. I'm leaving out. Well, what do you mean by crash? When you say crash, the old might is either blow. It's coming down to oh. Earth. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna change things on Earth. Regardless, I would. Right? I would. I would think. For the best use that's speculation current, as well anyway but the best use of current assets would be to be able to use the same assets and be able to change them in a way that makes them look new but you don't have to work as hard to change them so i would think yes i mean they they have footage of people in voss talk right when they were playing in the in the pvp map and when they went back to this mission they went to the iron lord temple across the bridge they climbed the mountain okay in a pvp board now they climbed the mountain and they could see the whole freaking like world. And the guy just kept doing the little sword thing as far as the eye could see. He just kept going. If they're trying to save space and that's a fucking PVP map, I think you could cut off some stuff, right? I'm just saying, okay. Right? Like you don't need the Iron Lord Temple. You don't need the mountain. You don't need the whole 23 miles I mean, but, around the thing. But don't you... But don't you think maybe keeping the Iron Lord thing around would be something? No, no. What I'm saying, we don't, what we don't or we don't give a shit about Iron Lords at what all. I, what I'm saying is, Destiny One was already on the new consoles, so they already have the assets of Iron Lords and Cosmodrome and the Divide on the new system or on this current gen system, regardless if they're using it or not. Regardless of because of PC version, they could easily port it over. Okay, they already have the assets to all of this stuff in the game. Regardless, because it was already created on this console, right? Well, the the way the way that they changed the moon, I thought they did a really nice job. The way that they changed up the moon, they did a really nice job. So I don't see how, why you would not do the same thing to your other assets. Right. Okay. It, it, so are they going I don't to see why, are, you, why you would? Will, will do you think they'll add other new boards transform like the moon is basically the question then I believe they would yes okay as, right. as a, from a developers from a developer standpoint I believe they would all right and that's all for destiny today all right we're gonna move on over to division two so division two if you guys don't want spoilers for division okay uh, you might want to leave for like 10 minutes or so, come back, check it out afterwards. These are leaks coming from, uh, from the intro interwebs. Uh, let me find the story real fast. Ba, 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 ba. Where is it? There it is. Okay. So <clears throat> division two leaks revealed game changing story details. 
Okay, so there are stories. Uh, public test servers were up, and they got some guy went into it and, and found some extensive audio files. Okay, and the audio files contain new radio conversation audio logs, generic NPC shoutouts, which discuss events and experiences that are not yet in the game. Okay, there's a lot of content to uncover. Okay, and it sheds some light. So, spoilers below. If you don't want spoilers, come on back a little bit later. Okay, so the audio files reveal that Hornet from Division 1 is not dead. Okay, and is the target for season two, which is coming up real soon, like this week, isn't it? Is it this week or next week? Um, are we in the new season or is it next week's the next season? Anyway, uh, Black Tusk top agent Brandon Schaefer is target for season three. Okay, and the real game changer in Division Two comes in season four when the players get to hunt Fei Lao. Okay, which is the person that turned at the end of the main story of New York, right? The one that was the the protagonist or, you know, with you. And now she's there against you. Okay, but here's the coolest part that I think is amazing. And because I actually had an idea of this in Division 1. Okay, in Division 1, I can actually recall as I'm running through New York and I looked up at the Empire State Building and I said... Man, it would be cool if you could run up into the Empire State Building and, like, fight people inside the Empire State Building. Well, maybe, just maybe, this is, again, tinfoil hat, speculation. This is just, this is a Underground 2.0, okay? Underground 2.0. In Division 1, there was a thing called Underground, which I thought was pretty cool. You went into the Underground sewer system in New York, and it would be a procedurally generated... Okay, procedurally generated map that you would constantly go through, fight waves and waves of people, and you would just keep doing it, right? It was fun. In this one, they're they're calling it Skyscraper, okay? And Skyscraper, the challenges, it says, <clears throat> excuse me as my voice cracks like I'm a 10-year-old, sees the players taking a greater challenge as they ascend up the floors of a skyscraper. Each floor has a different theme. There are checkpoints every 10 floors, and players can expect to be very repeatable activity. Okay, Ubisoft has yet to comment on the leak and is likely won't to preserve the sanctity of behind the plans. Many players will wait for Massive to officially unveil this content. So what do you think of this, Sarge? I mean, I, I thought it was cool when I, I came up with it in, in Division 1, and now it might be happening in Division 2. I mean... Even when the New York campaign came out this time around, I was like, I was like, man, because there are places that you can climb the buildings to go on top to and find stuff, which I think is pretty cool. I was like, man, it'd be cool if you can go into more buildings, because even though the game is like massive on the outside, it would be really cool if you could go inside the buildings, because then it would even give you more content within the realm of the map that you already have. So what do you think is this uh, ascending to the top floor of a giant 20-store building, 100-story building? Well, for for games like Division, it's hard to decide on what content you are going to release that you think will be a mainstay and something that the player base will play repeatedly for the next X number of months, something that holds their attention. Now, whether you want to use the term horde mode or challenge mode or whatever... I think that 
the developers at Massive have a good grasp on how to expand the game that they're creating to keep it busy and yet challenging without making it so repetitive in the bad way. Right. All games repetitive. We know this. So I think that if they did like an underground, you know, for DC or a little subsection, like they, like the Pentagon was done really well. So I don't see why. Well, I think this might be in the New York section for the, for the, like for the tower. Like an underground section would go well. Um, maybe for the, see, there's different ways you can go. I could think about this, but like doing the whole going up a, a building, I would think that a skyscraper would be like a raid. You know what I mean? Like I think mm -hmm. that to go up into a skyscraper and be ready and go floor by floor with a couple save points along the way so you don't have to restart the whole mission again, I think would be perfect for like a Division Two raid. Like the first raid was at the airport. How how insane is it to do a raid in a building where you, you can't escape? You can only go up. I right? I agree and, with and, and 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 the only way to get out is like the helicopter at the top type of thing. I agree with you, but a raid would would cut off a lot of player base that couldn't make it. Where if it's a, a an event like this, every ten levels the difficulty starts to raise up and raise up, then anyone from any player base could come in to and get something out of it, right? Like if I only can get through the first ten levels and do like a push your luck mentality, where like I get the maybe not even push your luck, but I go through ten levels, I get the gear that's on level ten. Right, and then I can go up to the next level to push. I have to make it to get it to get the next thing. Right, you know what I mean? Like you could quit on level ten, but if you start level eleven, you don't get the stuff that you get from level ten. You don't get to to take it out. Right, I right, think a little bit of risk. Right, a little wait, bit of risk. In 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 yours, a raid. You're like it's a raid, so you need six people, nine people to join, and that all of a sudden just cuts it off. I think if this is well, real, you could have you could have difficulty levels. Well, no, but what you I'm saying, yeah, true. I'm thinking more like Destiny. I'm thinking more like Destiny because you said like, raid. So if if it if it is real, and it is a tower event in this matchmaking needs to be a must. Okay, to join in on this ten level thing, you keep going. Obviously, if you're with a team of people, it'd be better. But it would be cool. How about this? On top of this, what about if you go through, you get one life. You get one life, and as your guys die, if you don't rec if you don't revive them in time, then they're out. And then there's only three of you going through, and then two of well, you going through, about this. and then one about of the you going through. Yeah, thing. yeah. That way, you can back out, or you can continue watching your friend. Okay, and the higher you go, the better rewards you get. Right. So you're in competition with each other. At the same time, you're it's a friendly competition because you want more people because you want to get up higher levels because the gear represents better things as you go through. Right. I like I like the the level disparity in Division Two where you can set the challenge level for yourself. Like I just recently turned the world level to level uh, to uh, challenging. So oh, everything yeah. everything it starts it starts a challenging right. Yeah, it starts a challenging. So as you wander around, things are just more difficult because I always think that part part of the of, of the uh, deterioration of your attention to a game is if you know you can walk through people then you get bored because nothing's really challenging you. Like I know everybody right. wants to be godlike. I get it. But every once in a while you should be punched in the face to remind yourself that you're still human, right? Right. So like for, like for instance, I was playing with Shifty the other night and we were just doing uh, the White Oak mission and then all of a sudden there's three rogue agents like in the middle of nowhere, right? And so now the whole mission's canceled because we're trying not to die from these three rogue agents and they're throwing everything at you. And that's 
that's that's a callback to what I'm talking about by the Destiny thing and by the other game where guys attack you or you're interfered outside of the normal rotation of the game and it's a challenging moment. The guys use abilities that just can't be ignored and you have to figure a way to work together and overcome those kind of bosses or those kind of challenges as opposed to just spray and pray, throw a grenade, I win and we move on. Like I like those moments in the game, especially in games like this where you almost it almost feels like you're threatened like even if i died like it doesn't stop the mission but if you did die and it did stop the mission like a percentage of people would be mad but i'd be like damn i got to make sure that i spec out better for that mission because if something like that happens right it cancels the mission if i lose right like i i always like there to be some type of little risk in the background to make it more exciting that did i pick the right gear am i going in with the right people like, yes it, yes, it might be a little bit of a nuisance. Yes, it might be a little bit, you know, I just want to play a game, Sarge. Fuck you. Stop making everything so complicated. And my answer to that is turn the knob. If you want to be God, turn the knob to I'm Jesus. And if you want to actually play a game that's challenging all the way through, you turn the knob the other way. It's right. not difficult. Right. Well, right. Well, okay. So Tweak's asking, how does the difficulty scale since you start with a team? It would start just like you start a stronghold or anything else, right? You get to pick normal hard uh, challenging yeah, it's whoever's in charge whoever's whoever's instance it is gets to gets to make the call yeah so if, if you're if you're going into matchmaking you would join a hard matchmaking a challenging matchmaking oh losing people oh la oh last man standing that's it yeah it would, yeah. it would it would just be like if i'm in normal and you die you're in normal mode it, still normal i know what he's saying because it scales based on the people that you're with right and if one dies it's still scaled to four even though there's three people left, right? Yes. So it would behoove you to keep your teammates alive so you can continue through, right? Yeah, but but the difficulty of the level does not see, but that's that's where you guys are trying to over overcomplicate it. When if if you're if you're ten levels apart or twenty levels apart and the game scales, the game scales. It's like everybody's at the same level. So it doesn't matter what level you drop at, the level of difficulty True. is going to be the same. True. So if you lose whoever's there. Right. So if you lose the a person Again, we're making all this up to as we go, but if yeah. if there was four people and you died, right, and there's only three of us left, it would scale automatically to the three of us that are left. And then if this person dies, it would scale to the two of us because it would always be scaling to whoever's playing, right? So I would assume that's how it would work because if someone drops out, it's scaled to you. If one, per if one person joins you, it does get harder. They send more enemies out and stuff like that. So... I don't know. I am excited about this this skyscraper. That would get me coming back in if it was like a weekly thing, like once a week, twice a week at reset. You can go through all 100 levels if you're going through the Empire State Building. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Well, well, to be more to the point is if you construct an actual activity that in the game, in order to keep people coming back without getting bored right away, there should be like two or three buildings. Oh, yeah. Right? Two or three buildings, and they rotate on a weekly basis. Well, so be, you're not doing the same building well, no, every week. Well, no, if, if right? you didn't play the underground, the underground was a randomly generated thing. So this would be randomly generated. Oh, you're talking like procedurally generated. Yeah. So it wouldn't. It wouldn't. You would never go through the same building. It would be procedurally generated well, all the that time. That would that would work too. Right, and it would be a, a never-ending cycle of you can continue doing it. I don't know. I think that'd be pretty interesting. And then, in between the ten floors, again, I'm speculating. We don't know if this is real. We don't know how it works. If it is real, and this is how it should work, is when you get to the 10th floor, you might have to change because your first time through, you won't know what's going on, right? 
But let's say the first floor, you're like, all right, I was spec'd out this way. But then you get to the 10th floor, you're like, all right, I'm going to change. I'm going to change it up because the next guys are much heavier. And maybe right, I need... But you don't know that. You, you don't, don't know, know that, that the first time through. Exactly. Exactly. Even though it's randomly generated how you're going through, the difficulty levels would still be the same as you're going through, right? So it would constantly change, right? For that well, day... I I would think in order for it to be not so overwhelmingly to, to new players, I don't think the enemies would change as much as the layout. The layout Correct. might change. That's what I'm saying. But the type of enemies you fight would be the same. Same. This way, this way you could spec out accordingly once you've learned who you're fighting. Right. Xbox Series X pre-orders are live. Your move, Sony. What's the what's the price? Did they say the price, Duplis? What's the price? They want you to pre-order with no price? This ought to be good. <laughs> it's only $5 deposit. $5 deposit. All right, five dollar deposit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's the division two news. I hope I hope that stuff is real. I hope it is real and tr and true for the for the skyscraper stuff. All right, the next thing I want to talk about. Uh, let's jump into Madden real fast, okay? Madden football just signed, or I should say, EA just signed and renewed their exclusive with the NFL. How many years? It's five years, and on top of that, if it goes well. They can go up to six, right? So six years uh, for an exclusive rights. Now, the exclusive rights only deal with NFL in a simulated type game, meaning Madden football, okay? 2K is coming out with a football game with the NFL in, in it, but it probably is like an NFL blitz or some shit like that, right? It's like arcade style. Um, so it's I think it's $1 billion, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to the NFL. The players' association uh, have come to an uh, come to a, an agreement. So it says Electronic Arts has officially announced the extension, adding it's planning to new games in new genres with uh, more forms of play self-expression available on more platforms, including and expanding offerings for mobile players. You know, microtransactions. Uh, furthermore, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell added the expansion of this partnership is not only about the continued success of Madden Football franchise but also a creation of new avenues for our fans to connect with the sport they love ea says the madden nfl 21 will be a preview on june 1st i'm gonna say i think this is bad i think this is terrible because competition is good the reason coke has pepsi xbox has sony right uh disney plus has netflix there's always competition mcdonald's and burger king there the, it goes on and on there needs to be competition in a, in, a, in a field. If there's no competition, it becomes it becomes stale and stagnant is bad, right? You don't want stagnant shit, okay? You want constant innovation and stuff. And the only way people innovate is when their backs up against the wall and they have to compete for their jobs and for things they have to do. So if I'm making a football game over here, okay, and 2K was making a football game over here, and 2K's football game was much better. Than Madden football back in 2015 or 2005, pardon me. Okay, Madden was like, Oh my god, we have to make something. So they bought it, they threw money at it to solve the problem, and they got rid of the problem for 15 years. And now they're doing another five to six years on top of this to 2025, 2026. Okay, I think it's terrible not only for business, but obviously it's great for business for them. But I'm talking about in general, like competition is good. Okay, because it innovates, it makes things better. If there's not making, like I said, it becomes stagnant. So now NFL is exclusive with Roger Goodell, and you you tweeted me, Sarge. You said they probably don't even know how much money EA makes. 
Okay. They probably don't even know. Yeah, my, 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 my theory my theory is that the suits in the NFL, the old guys who run the NFL, have no idea the money capabilities of an online football game with microtransactions in it. So rather than trying to renegotiate and get into a fight about it, EA just ran up to him really quick and said, hey, listen, if you want to still make your football game, we love it. We're going to give you a billion dollars. Shut the fuck up and let us make our game. And they were like, they're like a billion dollars for a video game licensing. They're like, that's a lot. Like, we'll take that. Yeah, like, they're like, well, well you... we don't have football, so we'll take a billion dollars. Right. So in my in my mind, I don't think the old guys know how much money there is to be made in the football or in a, in a, in a, in a computer football game. So or they're part of the board or some of the guys in the NFL are on the board of EA. I don't know if that's a fact. That, well, I, that I don't know. But I do know that another exclusive contract with EA can LMN. Lifetime Movie Network, people. It can Lifetime Movie Network. Okay. Uh, LMN. I, all I have to say about it. I, I, I think this – look, I haven't bought an NFL game. I haven't bought a Madden game in eight, eight years. Well, uh, it does make me feel It does make me feel better, though, because I don't have to worry about buying any, any football game now. Well, I, I said a comment on Twitter. I said, well, at least the stadiums we know won't change, and they'll still have the 2019 logos on the stadiums for the next six years, right? So that's it. That's all I wanted to bring up was the NFL Madden's signed a, signed a deal. I think it's terrible. Um, the, the problem with this whole thing, Sarge, is that the people are 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 mindless, man. They just keep paying for this stuff, and because they're paying for it, they don't ever ev change. They don't involve it. They don't do anything. They just keep giving the exact same thing with brand new they colors. Don't, they don't have to. Exactly. So that's they that's the problem. To. So the, the the people that are funding it because they think they love the game, their game they're they're hurting themselves and the game that they're playing because they're pay, they're paying for the lowest amount of detail to change, which is just the rosters. You pay full price sixty bucks plus just, pack after pack after pack after pack to play the same thing, and yet they they're ruining their own game. And they just don't know it. They just don't know it. And that's listen, sad. Listen, if you if you if you're buying the new updated rosters, I get it. But if you're buying the new updated rosters and then have your entire dream team erased and then rebind them again every year, I I I can't I can't I can't have a conversation with. You. Look, Madden should just stop making games every year, and just come out with Madden Online. That's it. Madden Universe, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's just one Madden, and you pay a subscription model, and you get the game all the time. There you go, yay! That's on you, free, free of charge. Just, just a constant fee of I, Madden. I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't support EA anymore. I can't do it. Wait, Madden's on the EA Access, isn't it? So it's already subscription it. model. It's terrible. Anyway, all right. Here's the thing I want to talk about the most. We probably won't get to The Last of Us Two, but we'll get. We're gonna get to Outriders. Okay. Outriders came out with the video today, and. I saw we we talked there's, about Outriders a couple lot, months ago. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to unpack here. We we talked about this uh, a while ago, a couple months ago when they showed it for the first time. Okay, this this is I'm gonna read the article and this is what uh, Outriders doesn't have controversial features, isn't games. It's not games as service. Okay, during today's Outriders broadcast, hopeful saw a little bit of everything from gameplay. From the Pyromancer in-depth dive to the Trickster to the way world tiers work and the few story beats. Can people can fly and answer some questions and receive via fan mail touching on two aspects of the game? Microtransactions, too many are dirty words. There are scenarios in which gamers are attempting to, uh, uh, accepting of them. However, that often relates to the game's style and the microtransactions involved. A full $60 AAA game with a story, full story, 
Time savers way to buy XP boosts don't often sit well and oppose to free games and sell skins on the way, making money off the game. Either way, uh, a lot of looter shooter style games have microtransactions, so it's not a stretch if Outriders uh, too as well, except it doesn't. Okay. The end of Outriders broadcast answered the questions, which with very simple and firm answers, according to Robbie Palmer, Square Enix community manager, no, Outriders does not feature microtransactions. Any fans may also be delighted to know that there's a same simplistic answer to given whether or not Outriders is a game as a service. He said no. For these, those unfamiliar with the term, it benefits any game design, including the package content over a period of time in some form in order to exchange the increase of profitability at the same game. Now, examples include season passes uh, found in games like Fortnite, Apex Legends, game subscriptions like MMOs, or multifaceted content drops that include extended gameplay and microtransactions such as Destiny, GTA Online, and more. As far as whether or not the Outriders plays into the mythology as, as well, Palmer states Outriders will be completely experienced out of the box. Okay, it may uh, stain that some of this doesn't mean that the game won't have post-launch support. It does simply mean that the Outriders is what a lot of gamers crave, and the game pack a bang uh, bang for the buck. Okay, so I want to go to let me bring this up. Go to their YouTube channel real fast. Becoming unsafe to consume. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to lower the volume here. Okay. So Outriders, they're doing a monthly broadcast. Okay. What this tells me is. They believe in their product, right? Because they're constantly showing you stuff, and they didn't show you seconds of gameplay. They literally had about a half hour of fucking gameplay to show you. Okay. So if you're interested in the Outriders broadcast, okay, go check this out for yourself. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go over. We're, we're gonna bring this is got a full story campaign mode. Okay, I'm gonna raise the volume up here. The huge structure in the background is actually one of the engines of the SM Floris, the massive spaceship you and the rest of humanity used to travel from Earth to Enoch. It was brought down to the surface of the planet to serve as a temporary power source for the colony. But when the first big anomaly storm hit the first city, the engine was damaged and at the risk of a meltdown. And after a few months of initial panic and chaos, that's exactly what happened. The engine's nuclear reactor exploded blanketing many areas with heavy radiation. With the city having lost its main source of energy and most of the water and food becoming unsafe to consume, many perished in the aftermath. After the anomaly storms, riots and decades of war, both inner city and the slums surrounding it have long been abandoned by the authority and most of its inhabitants. This is hostile territory now. And many of them roam around, trying to scavenge for scraps while navigating through the pockets of radiation in monster nests. Our mission here is to find and obtain an old truck, which belongs to an important ECA scientist called Sahidi. Sahidi claims something on this truck holds invaluable information about the anomaly and the mysterious signal. For now, we only faced humanoid enemies on our path. But the first city will introduce us to a new threat, the Perforo. Like most of the monstrous creatures seen on Enoch, the Perforo was a pre-existing species that rapidly evolved by the corruption of the anomaly. 
and it was one of the first hostile creatures that attacked the colony in its early years. One thing is certain though, their strength is in numbers. Even a battle-hardened Outrider is often left with only one option when facing a swarm. Run. Let's join our Pyromancer Nova and see what she's up to on her mission to find Sahidi's truck. Alright, so we we can talk over this. I'll Here, lower the volume a little bit. Like I said, sometimes you just need to run. But not for long. The graphics look good. I don't, know, I don't know what this is running on, but it's... Hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta lower this because it's much louder than we are. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of abilities. It's like a mixture. It, it looks like Gears of War mixed with like... With abilities. Like Mass Effect abilities, right? Yes. Yeah, it's 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 a sci-fi version of Dude, where's my car, Tempest? That's what it is. Yeah, help me find my car, dude. Bro, dude. Like, I'm not sure if this is beta stage or Let's not, take but the. Moment to talk about a pretty important feature, UI. Okay, I like this part. Okay. They talk about the UI. We always talk about this. Like, why? Why is that there? There's a lot of information that needs to be delivered, and players have various preferences in terms of the hierarchy of information. We're conscious that different people want different things from an RPG shooter. Some people like seeing everything, from damage numbers, quest trackers to life bars, and more. While others might want a more pure shooter experience. Everyone falls in different places on that spectrum. I love that you can Something take sure and remove what you want or don't want on the screen. However you like. Let's see if I can clear up my screen a bit. I really want to take in the view today. You mean customization so UI? A more what a concept. UI. Let's return to our Pyromancer Nova now. She made good progress through the ruins of First City. And it's now right? Like something's just so knowledge. simple like that. It goes a long way. I can customize my own way, experience. The four will come in different shapes and sizes. Combat's very fluid. Yeah, it's a mixture of stuff. There's not like a lot of delay between action moves and uh, ability. I mean, what, 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 what would you like though, Dupless? It's first person or third person. What do you want? Two person, second person? Like, what, what, what are you looking for? You're only gonna get first person or third person shooters. That's what it is. Personally, I like to look at my guy. So do I. I if I'm, if it's a looter shooter, I want to be able to see the gear I have. If, if I, if I can only brag about it because. My friends in the same game. Hey, with, hey take, take, can you look at me? Okay, now can you stream so I can see what I look like? Take a screenshot, send it to me. I mean, right? I prefer, like, I get, I get the reason why everyone likes a first-person shooter. I get it, 
but when it's about the way you look in the game. I personally think all games option, should be... Uh, an option be first person, third person. First person, third person. Battlefront does it the yeah, best. You should. I can play first person if I want. I can play third person if I want. Yeah. If you can if you can put third person in your game, then you can make it into first person. Right? It, it renders less when you, when you put it in... Here, listen to World Tears. Hold on. Just here for the story game, or a true hell on Enoch experience. It is totally up to you. Which I like. Generally speaking, higher World Tears are more difficult as they increase enemy stats such as damage, armor, health, and enemy level. However, you will also gain more rewards, get better loot drops, and unlock more accolades. Wow, that's amazing. You'll start better loot drops, better higher stats. Game, depending on your performance. Who would have thought it? When you eventually get up to the higher world tiers, you will get to a point where you will need to optimize your gear and build accordingly in order to continue to progress. Let's pull up the world tier menu here and have a closer look. As you can see, world tiers can be manually adjusted on the fly, depending on how you're currently doing. You'll gain experience in combat towards unlocking the next world tier, should you be playing on the highest world tier possible for your character. This experience is separate from the character level, but is accumulated much in the same way. Experience from quests doesn't contribute to world tier experience, but quest combat does. Where is he? Inside the bunker up the hill. Here's the kicker though. Whenever you die, you will lose a percentage of world tier. I like that. This prevents you from accidentally stepping up to even more difficult world tiers should you be struggling on the current one. You really need to earn your spurs here. Each newly unlocked world tier will also reward you up with to 15 world tiers. Or legendary weapon. And in some cases, it's all relative both. though. Higher world tiers will enable loot to drop that is actually of a higher level than the player themselves. This oh, look at world that. Four and scales till world tier 15. Guaranteed better gear than the, the at level the you're time, at. Playing on these same world tiers will allow the player to wear gear that is higher than their level while they are in that world tier. One final note on difficulty. The difficulty of the game and enemies will also be impacted by the amount of players in the game. This will ensure hey, that the that. game remains Scale. challenging while playing in groups with friends, but it isn't punishing to the point of not being fun when playing solo. That's all for preference now, though, Duplass. A little on the easy side for us back there, so let's crank things up a gear. Thanks, Lucy. Nova likes her enemies tough, so okay, yeah, so bring it on. The way that they talk about it, I'm impressed with, but remember, it's it's how the game mechanics jive with themselves right. and how the gear progression goes, whether people are going to like it to grind or not. That's It's hard to describe it. It's it's different levels within there, but if it's if it's got that kind of loot grind where the abilities matter on the level you're playing with the guys you're playing against, like then it has a challenge. But if it's just because I'm trying to throw some stuff into a game to keep you busy, then it's not a long term game. You'll play it and then they'll fall off. It's very hard. Right. Here, here he he talks about the uh, the lore here for a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna raise it back up for a second. Things up again. Thanks, Lucy. 
Nova likes her enemies tough, so yeah, bring it on. One of the things we've been super mindful of during development is how all that background and exposition is delivered. We know that one of the pains of this genre is having to work to consume story. We don't want our lore to be a chore or an obstacle to immersion. So we've ensured like that everything is on the disc and in the game itself. While Sounds exploration like and talking to NPCs will deliver additional context and background, bios, backstories and lore are unlocked as you play and can then be pulled from the menu at any time. So, say for example you want to learn about the first city and the initial colonization of Enoch, you can check it out right here. The next section will be pretty tough. So ask my friend and community manager, Robbie. All right, so now they're doing a little bit of co-play. So yeah, the lore is in, I don't know if it's audio lore, but the lore is in the game, right? So I think you're right though, Sarge, it's definitely a dig, right? A sci-fi division game? I would actually, I would compare this more to Defiance a little bit, as far as the shooting style goes. The, the way you're leveling up gear and the way uh, the stuff happens, I mean, they're showing co-op play right now. I think this is a combination between Mass Effect and Division. Mass Effect and Division, or do you mean gear, Gears? And Division. Well, it's a little bit, definitely Gears with the cover base stuff. Is there cover base? Yeah, there's cover base. You can go, you can stay behind and cover. But some of the play styles are different. Like the the one they talk about uh, was it the time jumper. What, what, what's the guy called? You're you're correct. Division has cover base. I'm saying it looks more like Gears, though. I don't know. It feels more like a Gears, the way they, they, they move. That was pretty badass right there. He's kind of disintegrated. I do like... I, I I agree with the Mass Effect. With the the abilities. Like a Mass Effect Andromeda, right? How fluent it was in that game. The combat in that game was pretty good. Even though the, the facial animations and stuff were fucked up. Is there any kind of media uh, I'll be honest with you. I was not interested in this game when I first when we first saw it a couple months ago. It looked very like bland. I was like, okay, cool. But now that they went into more depth, and this is why we talk about gameplay is key. Show us gameplay. These guys came out. This is better than the E3 Summit, right? This is a half hour. This is literally 26 minutes of gameplay. Okay? And this is going to happen once a month like this. They have... And at the end of this, they tell you what they're going to talk about next month, right? Now I is, see a little bit. Of, I see a little bit of gears in here too. I feel like the guys are just built big, like gears. You know, it, it doesn't feel as sluggish though. Right. But then again, he wasn't he wasn't geared out. That was just pretty much him in a basic uniform. Maybe the other pieces of gear that you get make you guy look a little fatter. Yeah, I think she's Australian around a particular aspect of the game. And today we are looking at the first of three currently announced classes, the Trickster. Let's take a look. Oh, there is classes. There's there's four classes. There's four four classes. They're, they're telling you about three, I think. They actually show the four classes. Greetings, Outriders. Welcome this is actually pretty cool. I'll, I'll let the girl talk a for a bit. Videos where you can find out much more about individual topics in the world. I'll, I'll put it, I'll pull it full screen for you guys. This is your one-stop well, shop. Our full screen. Be, where you'll have explanations straight from the team behind the game. 
This is just the start. We'll have plenty of deep dives coming in the future to prepare you for landing on Enoch. So subscribe to our YouTube channel and you'll never miss a beat. We're kicking things off with one of the four Oh, it's sort of three. Pyromancer, Trickster, Devastator, Devastator, and then it just says classified. Oh, so there is four. We just don't know what it is. Assassin class. As tricksters, we manipulate the fabric of time and space to take our enemies by surprise. Who is this class for? Players who like to get in and out quick, leaving devastation in your wake. Tricksters are for you. However, because of the way skills and your passives can be customized, Ooh, certain skill builds tree. the trickster could be used the as big, a big skill tree too. to your group. The choice is yours. Fundamentals. I want to. I want to go back to that skill tree after. Time powers and effects. What time was that about? You can see this in the about class's 15? melee okay. attack, which stuns and slows enemies hit by it. Oh, and speaking of melee, it isn't one size fits all. Not only did the different classes have Ooh, melee that was good. enhanced by their own unique powers, but there are two variations as well. You've got your standard melee when standing still, or your upgraded attack when you activate melee while sprinting. Healing. Within the brutal and violent Sarge, world, if you're going to speak, let me know because uh, you're on the same audio the key thing to note as the video. Is that there aren't any quick fix health potions or magic spells, but playing offensively restores HP instead. This affects your playstyle in that That's it a cool style. you to play more aggressively hmm. rather than run and duck for cover when your health is low. Your best chance at survival may actually be to teleport to where the fighting is thickest. Taking your enemies down is the key to keeping you alive. Unique to the trickster, they get healed when killing enemies in close range, and they also get shields, while other classes have their own healing mechanics. Let's explore four out of eight total powers the trickster has at their thing. Eight powers? All right. Each class has eight powers in total. You'll start off with a single power and unlock more as you level up. The trickster will feature an additional four powers on top of those that we're talking about today, but we'll showcase these later on. Power one, Temporal Slice. I like this one. This will be the very first power you unlock as a trickster. Looks awesome. And it's the class's bread and butter. All enemies hit by the slash will be temporarily paralyzed, which is displayed by their skeletons becoming visible and their movement greatly slowing down. I like the graphic. I like the Slowing little... enemies down is a key trickster skill, as it allows you and your squad mates to pull legs yeah, this class looks pretty fun. enemies caught in the effect. The Temporal Slice is especially effective in combination with other skills that cluster enemies close together. The slice will affect all enemies and allow for maximum damage and kills, which can easily heal a nearly dead trickster back to full health. I love the explosion the with the like that slow motion two, blood splatter. Upon use of this skill, you will instantly gain a percentage of your maximum health as a shield that absorbs damage before your health is affected. Additionally, using the power will create a time clone of yourself in the location that the power was used. This is pretty inventive for the skills that they're giving. Engage the enemy or set up a trap. But using the borrowed time again when your time clone is still active will teleport you back to the time clone's location. Should you be going into a high-risk combat situation, you may want to use this skill as your quick escape from danger. Just when you're about to die, you can teleport to safety. 
power that's three, pretty cool. slow trap. This power will create a dome around you that slows down enemies and enemy projectiles. It's a Titan bubble. Yourself and your allies to move at normal speed. Think of it as your own personal bullet time bubble. This is a skill that can be used both offensively and defensively. Defensive. Activate the dome in the middle of a firefight, and you and your fellow outriders That's cool. will be able to sidestep any incoming projectiles or melee attackers. You can also use the slow trap to help in resurrecting a fellow teammate if they've oh, been downed medic. in a particular hotspot. That seems kind of be uh, OP a little Enoch bit. Also yeah, but kinds of enemies, it's PVE. It's not no PVP, I don't think, right? Maybe there is, but they haven't said it. Activating slow trap in these circumstances can be an excellent way to trap numerous enemies. Move into a cluster of enemies and activate the dome to make them all move in. I like that little slice. Then go to town. Power four, hunt the prey. When activated, this skill will allow you to highlight any visible enemy. Using the skill once more will teleport you directly. Teleport them right behind. That's that's cool. I think I see my my character I'm playing. Also slowing the enemy it's used on. You can instantly warp across the battlefield to either get yourself into or out of trouble. This skill could even be your opening gambit when first entering a combat encounter. You can walk right into the thick of the enemies and lay waste around you. Alternatively, you can also use it to teleport to single enemies who are separate from the main body of attackers. This should buy you some time and allow you to pick enemies off one by one. That gun looks pretty badass. And outriders, powers can be hot swapped as long as they're not on cooldown. You could even chase That's them cool. while in combat, though we'd recommend taking cover to do so, or you may find yourself dead. Well, in the new How systems, there's no load time, so... ...to have relatively short cooldowns. There's essentially no limit to how much you can use them to get the most out of combat. So far, we've mainly looked at four powers in isolation, but Outriders truly comes together when you and your squad mates are in the thick of battle, timing your powers perfectly to inflict maximum carnage. Hunt the Prey can be especially effective when combined with borrowed time. Yeah. Teleport into the thick of it using Hunt the Prey, then inflict maximum damage using Temporal Slice or Slow Trap. If running into danger, borrowed time can be your ripcord to get you out of it again. I think I look like I said. This is only a very simple example of how this wasn't on my radar. You'll no doubt find your own most when I saw it the first time. I was like, yeah, whatever. Alter your trickster. Okay, hold on. I want to look at this. I want to look at this. That's that's a massive. That's a massive skill tree. It's bro. Decent. Not I mean, as crazy as pillars. Pillars of what, well, what no, was, no, it's uh, yeah, pillars of exile. Is that Java? Yeah, pillars of exile. Yeah, but it's still pretty big. And then you can mix, miss, mix, match. We have class point nodes that you can activate to alter the way your build and skills work. Class points are acquired by leveling up. You won't be able to fill out the entire class tree. You won't be able to fill out. But you can change how you want to play. The three branches for the trickster link into the class's fundamentals. Movement, damage, and disruption. With each branch providing both major and minor passives. In the trickster's case, these three branches are called Master of Space, Harbinger, and... I got a chat. Thanks. I, I appreciate that. Fundamentals in all branches. I had, I had to lay up. You can cross-link them to your personal needs and wishes. The Master of Space branch will generally provide bonuses while the player is moving and improves your close combat effectiveness. 
No tier will enhance your damage with shotguns and SMGs when you use movement-based skills. The Harbinger is the tank path of the Trickster. This path focuses on providing damage mitigation as well as shield bonuses to provide maximum... I like the powers. It looks good. And the Assassin branch focuses on skill damage output. Several nodes here provide bonuses when you use damage... Slice! <laughs> he just appears behind you and just and kills you. Options. Additionally, the equipment you use... Alright, hold up. I want to pause that for a second. Level 15, armor, 578, bonus, firepower, 54, close range, okay, damage, mitigation, ultimate big, uh, time shield, five, three pieces required, bonus active, and I can't see, okay, players can't die while inside the slow trap, okay, and if you look at the top, there's a journal, you got map, inventory, skills, class, and accolades. This has definitely got a division and destiny. Yeah, des together it's definitely got a destiny vibe. It's also got an anthem vibe the way the the, the menu system looks. Hmm. All right. It actually looks like it's in the same engine as Destiny. God, I hope not. So we are approaching the end of the Outriders broadcast, but before we close out. We wanted to answer some questions from you guys. Is that what it said, Neutralizer? It had like 5,000 damage? Hold up. Master of Space. For this part. Oh. So we are... The equipment you use... Oh, yeah, look at that. He's got... 2.81k armor. Firepower 722. At level 15, he had two, two, two thousand, okay. Question one. We already went over these. Okay, so the, the very end here, they say they're going to do more environments. Next one. So far, the game is really just the immediate area in which the Outriders wake up in. Enoch is a big place. You'll be seeing much more of these areas in the coming months, so stay tuned for that. As always, be sure to send your questions to us on social media, and be sure to use the hashtag so, outright. If you like these of, type of games, a lot of potential. Yep. How the mechanics of the grind and the gear work will be the deciding factor if this game lives or dies. Thank you so much for watching. Well, the... And next time, oh, we'll taking on. a look at the journey into the unknown, plus the characters joining your adventure as you battle through a hostile world. I'm seeing some really strange shit down here. We'll also be showcasing a brand new area and delving deeper into our next class, the Pyromancer. Exciting stuff. Until then. Can she just narrate everything, please? Because I'm I'm good with that. All right, let's go with the uh, Outriders. We'll just leave that there. All right, so go ahead, Sarge. What do you what do you think about this? Uh, I hear you twice. That means you have something else open. I don't, but okay. Yeah, because I don't have anything else. I I believe that um, this has a lot of potential. But once again, you see 
what they took from games that came before them. You see it. Right. Right? The the Marvel game had it. This game has it. Like I'm I'm not I'm not criticizing them because of that. Right. Right, right. right? No, they're evolving. Very, right, they're evolving. It's, it's very difficult to come out with a system that makes you want to grind that you don't feel like you're not accomplishing anything and hold your attention to a game for a for the for the reason why you're playing it. Okay? They talk a lot about their story. They talk a lot about why you're there, the whole connection with your character, which is good because you need something to grab onto right. and center yourself with while you're going to play this game. Like, why am I even doing any of this? Who gives a shit? It's not a shooter. Do we have a release date? It just did, says, it just says they, 2020. Did they, did they say if it was a three or four player co-op? Did they say if it was that kind of thing? I didn't catch that. I, there I heard is, one. I heard one. There is co-op. But they didn't. Well, I, they saw, didn't, I saw one other guy, but well, I didn't know they, if I. They showed a clip of uh, at least two other guys, so there's at least three. I don't know. Okay, I'm so assuming three. there's three because if you look at it, there's three on the cover. Okay. I don't know if there's four. I'm assuming it's three. Yeah. I'm, I'm, did I'm, they I'm mention just... gear sets? They did not mention gear sets. They did not mention gear sets, but you I, assume it. I would assume that this would have gear sets the way they're structuring everything. Right, you would assume it with the world tier fifteen and, and and different difficulty levels. Now, I do like the fact that, and this is where I've said it for Destiny for the longest time. I said, right, they had a clip of three players. That's why I said, yeah. So, so in Destiny, I was like, what matters? Why did they get rid of from D one to D two? Why did they get rid of difficulty levels? Right, they they're slowly bringing them back. But if I want to be casual as hell, but I want to beat the game. Right, I should be able to beat everything on a certain level because that's the way I want to play. Right, I don't want to sit there and try to like do a nightfall where I can't get the gear. Now, obviously, if I play on a lighter level, the gear is going to be at a lower stat. Right, and they fix this. They fix this here. Division does it too with the world tiers. Okay, here you can actually go up and go down. I do like the the negativity of if I'm in if, let's say world class or world tier ten and I die. And it goes below the world tier 10, then I have to go back to world tier 9. There's something to lose there, right? Now, obviously, it's probably not so massive where you die like once and it's over. You go back to the, the tier 9 because I get, kind of get a, annoying. But it makes you look at it going, am I, am I ready for this next tier? I do like that you have this option of setting your difficulty, right? They also said that it does scale with the people that you play with, right? So there's that as well. <clears throat> did she say one guy has a legendary gear set? So there you go. That answers your question. Then they have gear sets. I mean, I, I would think so. I mean, you you strive to find specific gear sets to do a specific build with your specific abilities in your skill tree. It, it would stand to reason rather than just a loose collection of gear that you find that works. Right. I mean, <clears throat> we're guessing. We're guessing. I would feel the same way about the Marvel game. Same thing. I, I would think that there, there's probably certain gear... That works out for certain play styles. I would think that that would be a, a a primary reason to grind. All right, the world the stuff. world tier here it says enemies um, level unchanged for world tier three. Legendary drop rate hundred percent. Chance of higher rarity hundred percent. Zero levels of drop items. Okay, permanent unlock. Okay, uh, wearable item level cap is zero. Then it goes up. Where's that other part where they do the uh, the world tiers of 15. There you go. So world tier 15, enemy levels plus 12. Legendary drop rate is 
Chance of a higher rarity is 250, plus 12 levels to drop items. Permanent unlock. Wearable item level cap plus 12. Reward, uh, reward for unlocking legendary gear. Weapon. Resource pack titanium. Claim reward. Um, now, another game that did this type of world tier stuff that we thought was going to be good was Anthem. Now, I'm not straight up comparing this to Anthem. I'm just saying that our expectations and stuff that were set by Bioware were like, oh yeah, this is going to be good, right? And we didn't realize there was no end game until 40 hours in. And we're like, there's no loot. There's no loot. There's no end game. Like, where is it? So hopefully Anthem set the bar to not repeat what they did in that game, right? Hopefully there's gear. Hopefully there's loot drops, enough loot drops, and they're not stingy with it, which I don't think they will be because this is not a games-as-service game, right? The reason that game was is because they wanted to keep you in that hamster wheel trying to trying to keep coming back, where this is a full-fledged game out of the box, right? You have a full story. You can you can continue doing what you want. But, the, but then the long-term, the long-term business model for a game like that would be that you're telling stories and you sell DLC about specific stories and you buy that DLC or not. Right. But does that does that fracture, as they would say, does that fracture the player base? And in my opinion, I think no. Whatever, whatever I want to explore about this game, if I like the it, it's it's always the same answer. If I like the game. I will buy the DLC because I want to see what happens next. That's right. usually what happens, right? That's how it works. Like I bought when I bought Fallout, Fallout originally when they came out with Broken Steel and those kind of things. I bought it because I want to see what happened next. Like that's the reason why you buy it, as opposed to the games of service model. There you go, Neutralizer. I, 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 I wish them I wish them well, and I'm hoping the game is solid. Like I I can't judge too much because once again, this is a very difficult game to judge unless you're in it. Very it's very difficult. It, it, it doesn't look like it's raining down. This is the boss. This is the boss that he's fighting. And then he explodes. You see, now, let me, let me if I can rewind a little bit here. That looked like a health health container, is what that looked like. No, no, that's, that's, the, that's the loot right there, the big giant green one. Now, there is a, another one off to the side there. Okay, so it looks like two pieces, and then it looks like there was a third piece, if I'm not mistaken. I think there's two pieces, or is it just three pieces? It might be only two. Nope, there's a blue one. There's a blue one up on top. Now I don't know what the what the ranking is. We can assume green, blue, right. white is what I saw. So. Yeah, there's a blue one up on top, or is that just a skin? No, that's not even a reward. That's not a reward. That's okay. So there's two pieces. One's ammo and one's a piece. He got a pitch pitch black jacket level twenty two. At 1,044. So whatever that all means. We don't know any of all what any of that means. So I don't know if there's two. The other piece that fell out looks like it's a reload of ammo. It's right up in the upper here, upper here, part there. I'll give, you, I'll give you a good example of what, what I was talking about. There was, three, there was three skill trees, right? Well, there was one big tree, but there was three subcategories at the end, right? So what if... I'm just speculating. What if when you're in that level, when you're up at that level of... Uh, in the game... What if certain gear that drops is for that specific class, so it makes you look different? Like if I'm the assassin, the right. gear I wear out for the assassin perks makes me look more like an assassin. They mentioned something to, about that, though. As opposed to I'm wearing trickster gear, 
but Trickster Gear looks the same no matter what in Endgame. I'm an assassin on this guy. Like I would think that in something like this, that when you get to the higher tiers, I would think that the gear you're looking for is specifically got the perks for that that class, that subclass. Right. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, you would hope. That's my. That's that's my my take on it. Like I I would think that would be the way to go. Now, because even though even though you get like level eighty, let, let's say it's hundred levels tops, so just making it up. So I get like level eighty or ninety gear, but it's assassin gear, but I'm not spec'd out as assassin. If I put the, if I put that other gear on, sure it'll work, but it doesn't jive well with my build. Right. It might look cool, but it don't jive well with my build. So that I'd have to change my skill tree a little bit. Like I would think that would be something that was plausible. I mean, it to me, like I said before. This game wasn't on my radar. I saw it a couple months ago when they showed the gameplay, and I was like, eh, it looks okay. But now they showed the guns. Now they showed the loot. Now they showed the skill trees. Now they showed the abilities. They only showed all the stuff. And now I'm like, huh, all right. Now now you're on my radar. Now I've learned in the past not to get super hyped about stuff, but I am going to follow this game closely now. Just like I'm following the Marvel Avengers game, which on June 24th, they're coming out with their supposedly like this thing here. They're going to come out with a video and show us gameplay and different stats and different things. If this is a standalone game and not a game as a service, like they say, fantastic, right? I'm assuming they're not going to go back on that. That means I can play this game as fast as I want, as slow as I want, and the game will end when it ends, when I feel like ending it. And then at the end of it, it's done until they go, hey, we're coming out with DLC, and then you purchase more DLC, and then it goes back to old school gaming. This gives me hope. That this is like a regular old game where you play the game until it's done. You can still level up afterwards to go to different tiers, but there might be DLC down the road, right? The other the other point I noticed when I when I when I'm looking at a game like this is is they didn't talk much they didn't talk much about the guns. The guns were just guns. Right. Well they wanted to show you the abilities and the world tiers and the environment. I get it. Yeah. So I'm what I'm thinking is is that it's the perks on the gear that change the effects of your abilities and or weapons because I think the guns are just the guns. You might find a cool gun, but the gun might work better. You want to level I up and make your ability the, better, right? If I find the perk that goes along with the weapon, so it gives you it keeps giving you options to switch things out, the, which is the variety of a game like well, this and why I keep playing. Well, that's right? almost like if Anthem, I'm looking though. For, if I'm looking, no, it's almost like division. Like if I'm doing a gun build, or if I'm doing a power build, or no. like a, a ability build. What I'm saying is the guns in Anthem were just a filler in between your abilities, abilities filling right. up. Right? You're like, oh, my abilities charging, uh, shooting, 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 I gotta shooting, shoot shooting. this guy right. until I get an ability. Shooting, shooting, and shooting. And then that, that relied, and then also that also relied heavily on pairing up abilities with your buddies in order yeah. to kill guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I I. I see a lot of stuff similar to that that aspect, and just hopefully, look, this game right now looks great, but we just that he killed the boss. Know. He killed the boss, and only one thing popped out. Right, only one loot popped out. I saw three. There were three. No, no, no. There was out. it was ammo that popped up, and it was only the jacket. That's the only thing they picked up was the jacket. Right, and I'm okay if if but if your loot is slim then you're going to lose a lot of people because that's what other games made the mistake for. Division wasn't great when it first came out. They had to fix that shit, okay? Anthem wasn't good at that. They had to fix that shit. They're still fixing that, okay? Yet, here's the next next kids on the block, right? You have Destiny, who was the, who's the old-timer now in this in this genre, right? Warframe's there, too, okay? They've fixed out their bugs. Well, 
Well, Defiance, Defiance was Grandpa that came yeah, across on true. the boat. Yeah, yeah. Defiance, Defiance, was, Defiance was there first. Yeah. They, they, they already went through the, the growing pains. Now these guys have to come out, and you have to have good loot. Right now, Division's got the best drops for loot because it just showers you with stuff, right? Well, Duplis, you're correct with Borderlands because 1 and 2, but it's first person. I'm talking third person now with Warframe. I, I brought Destiny up, which is wrong. Warframe, Anthem, this, Marvel, they're all third-person third shooters, okay? They're all third-person shooters minus Warframe, which is a shooter-slash-hacker-slasher, right? The game looks good enough for most people to be solid. The loot structure, though, will make or break for me. Absolutely, same with me. That's how Anthem broke. Anthem was phenomenal until I got to the end game where I wanted to start mid-maxing, get the loot, and it just wasn't there. I'm just like, well, see you later, because that's why I play that type of game, right? My my type is getting to the end of this and, and then grinding for what I want, and if you have nothing to grind for, then I have no reason to play, right? So... I don't know. I'm gonna keep it's a up. very, very, very delicate balance on a game like you, this. You, I, I wish them, I wish them well. You, you, you got a me. Of, a lot of potential here. You got me for, uh, you got me for 20 hours. If you, if after 20 hours, if if you don't start dropping loot, I'm gonna be like, nope, sorry. Uh, loot broke. Destiny loot right now is not good. Yeah, division. Uh, yeah, division right now is at the perfect amount, and only because, only because they put that recalibration system in. If it didn't have that recalibration system, you would get showered with stuff, but you would just be throwing it all away regardless. But now with the recalibration station, you take all that stuff and then throw it in and you can put it to whatever you want and it's not a waste anymore, right? So they have intentional grind of where you want to go get your certain gear. Then they have... But, to be, fair, but to be fair, all that recalibration thing is a buffer. I'm getting the gear and I'm breaking it down until I raise up those things. Correct. And then once, once that's maxed, I use that ability. I use those stats to, to, to find to find almost god rolls to make a god roll. Correct, correct. But right. so just a buffer. Just other, a buffer. Yeah, but other games you have the loot. You're still getting blues and purples. You're like, I don't, I don't, I don't need this. This is garbage, right? You're just, you're, but now everything's good. Everything goes into your recalibration station, right? So, all right, that's the show. We uh, we we did it. We didn't talk about Last of Us two. We can wait and talk about that. Uh, I was very impressed as a as a glance over i watched the last of us two footage minus the drama that happened with the last of us it looks amazing right the game as i was watching just the gameplay and i don't know if you guys watched it uh that there was this moment where she picks up the a two by four well first there's an axe and then there's one with a two by four with two like knives sticking out of it and she like, comes up and just stabs someone and hits him in the neck i was like oh like I hit, I'm watching a trailer. I already know what the game is, and it was like I was like emotionally felt bad for the NPC that just got murdered with a two by four. I was like, I was like, holy shit! That's that that's called immersion. Yeah, and I thought the the graphics of Last of Us Two. We'll we'll probably talk about it next week. Last of Us Two. I th I was just amazed by the gameplay. They 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 did the exact same thing the Out Outriders did today, right? Where they showed gameplay and they talked over it to say, hey. This is the inventory system. This is our world. This is the horse that we... The reason we have a horse in the game is because the world's much bigger than it was the first time around. Here's the inventory system. Here's this system. This is the beautiful landscapes. And then they shut the hell up and they just showed gameplay for like 
10 minutes or 12 minutes. How long was it, Sarge? I forget how long it was. You were watching it right before the show. How long Which was one? The, 20 minutes. 26 minutes. There you go. 26 minutes. No, no. For, for Last of Us? It was 26 minutes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, that last gameplay was like 10 minutes long, 12 minutes long of the whole thing. And that's all we ask for. Anytime you show a game like this, any game, shut up. Show us gameplay. You showed us Outriders? I'm interested now. I'm looking at it. I'm interested. You showed me Last of Us 2? I'm interested. Because of the, the way the immersion of the game looks, it feels amazing. Again, minus whatever. You know what I mean? Minus whatever. Uh, as far as political or agenda SJW stuff. I think the listen, game looks all, phenomenal. All, all, I want to. I want to go play the first one. That now. is, listen. That is a that is a vocal minority. Thank you very okay. much for Vol. That, that. That's very that nice is of you. why. That is why Naughty Dog did this half an hour thing, and all they talked about is was, was what the, game. the game is. Yep, the game. What's in the game? What you can do in the game? How the game is played? And like, that's what gamers want to hear. I don't give a shit about any other drama in the damn game that you want to yell at, yell into the void about. Right. How is the game? Talk to me. Right. Right. Or don't talk. And they're they're just show. very right, just show. They were very specific. They were telling you everything that the game was doing with the whole thing. Like that's how you talk about a game. Yeah. So you let the game speak. Let the game speak. So so far the Summer Fest that showed that didn't show Valhalla, Assassin's Creed, okay, and Xbox didn't show gameplay for their gameplay. These last couple games, man, they've come out swinging, showing gameplay, and let it speak for itself. I mean, if your game's coming out this year, Last of Us 2 is coming out in, what, two and a half weeks? The 19th or something? So, looks phenomenal. Uh, I'll be watching it, because I'm not going to buy it right off the bat. I still got to play the first one myself. I watched someone play throughout the first one, and it was amazing. Uh, I'm going to watch the second one, just because I'm interested in the, in the story. Even the, uh, the dialogue and stuff, it was seamless. It was like God of War seamless, where... They, there's a cut scene, and then right out of the cut scene, they're going right into the thing. There was no no transition, no no cut, no swipe, no nothing. It's just seamless into the stuff. All right, so that's the end of the show. Episode two eighteen is in the can. I do appreciate everyone coming out live on Mixer.com/slash Thirty and Still Game. I do appreciate you very much. Uh, we're here live every single Thursday night at eight p.m. Eastern. Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. If you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, you can head out over to Anchor.fm. As little as ninety nine cents a month, you can help us out there. Or if you don't, if you if you can't help us out with ninety nine cents a month, that's fine. It's okay. But what you could do is share, like, subscribe, tell people about this podcast. We have an audio version of the podcast that we, we we form after this. This goes up on YouTube. This goes on to Anchor, our Anchor platform. And I also do a GXG micro episode, which is an audio format only. It's 5 to 15 minutes long every single day of the week. It uh, doesn't matter. Rain, sleet, or shine. I'm like the mailman, postman. I, I, I bring you information and my thoughts on the information every single day, Monday through uh, Monday through sunday so i do appreciate you guys very much for watching and listening make sure you follow sarge at sarge mccluskey on twitter make sure you follow me at 30 and still gaming on twitter make sure if you want to find all our information out go to 30 and still live it's a new website if it's up about two weeks now uh you can check out all the information all our podcasts our past audio video and if you'd like more information or more podcasts with me in it i do a podcast on monday nights on twitch 
called the Rage's Round Table. Lono Got a Gun is the Santa to Rage is the host, and I'm a co-host on there with Paul Tassi and Clintus. So check that out. All the episodes are there. That's a destiny-driven uh, podcast over there. I do appreciate you very much, and don't go anywhere. This show's over, but we're going to play some Division tonight, so stick around for the live stream. Thanks for watching. Take care, guys. and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and write about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.